Welcome to the Mostly Plot Out at Night. Mostly, I am Salem, joined by my co-host, Graveyard. Hello. <laughs> this is episode 14 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. This is part four of our four-part series on the Halloween franchise and its multiple branching timelines. Um, this episode we will call the Laurie Strode Reboot Timeline. Um, and then this one is, again, going to start out with the original um, 1978 Halloween. <sighs> Um, I guess we can we go over recap. Do we have to recap this one since we've already done it three times already? No, we'll, we'll we can just go through and say you know quick recap is Michael Myers escapes nineteen seventy eight kills sister fifteen years prior goes after Laurie Strode kills uh, a mechan- a tow truck guy and three mm-hmm. boys friends um, hunts her down she escapes he gets shot six times. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then that's, and then after he gets shot six times, um, they go look in the front yard, and then he's gone, and that's right. essentially the end of, of that one. Now, the odd thing is in this in this in this first one coming up, they do say that he killed five people. Yes. And I was I was sitting there I'm like five. Yes, which like, we who's, don't. Find who's the out. fifth? I mean, yeah, we do find out later, but yeah, uh, and they change it too. They they change it throughout this trilogy too. So there's inconsistencies quite honestly in here because they say five, Lori says three, and then we see the fifth. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I know for a fact, well, they Four. always, they say he killed three teenagers. Yes. They say that. And then they say he killed five people. Right. So I don't know exactly. In, um, Yes. So like, yeah, what, we'll what, like again, I guess there's the, it could be true either way if they say it that specific way. Which yes. Um, but in in the 1978 Halloween, he kills four people. He kills the three teenagers and he kills the uh, tow truck driver for his right. off off screen. Yes, right. off screen. There's a lot and of they, kills off screen. Yeah, they and they don't show him uh, actually finding the body because Loomis is the one that finds. The uh the truck, so they don't yeah. find him actually finding the body, but we as the audience see the body in the bushes. Correct, and it's yeah, it's heavily uh, insinuated that that's where he got his his coveralls from. Yeah, so as Salem saying, you know, we're it's this new trilogy that comes out, and this is going to contain spoilers for Halloween Ends, even though it came out about a week ago. Um, this movie only acknowledges the first Halloween movie; it ignores two through. Let's see here. Eight and then the two Rob Zombies. Right. Um, and just a quick recap, uh, I gave we're still using our butcher knives out of ten for this. I gave this ten butcher knives. Salem gave this nine. Correct. For the original knife to Salem. For the original, yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Yep. Uh okay. And then this um trilogy is uh it's Halloween. Again, renamed the same thing, just a different movie, a 2018 version of Halloween. Uh, and then Halloween Kills will be the second one, and then Halloween Ends is the third one. Yes. Um, but we're going to start off with the 2018 Halloween. Take it away. All right. So, um, essentially, we, we open up, um, you know, we see a couple people driving up to Smith Grove Sanitarium. It's nice they keep the same thing in place, right? It's always Smith Grove. Right. Um, and, uh, it's the, it's October 30th and, uh, 
they're two pod true crime podcasters, right? Um, and they're going to see Michael Myers before he gets transferred. You know, they speak to his doctor, the new uh Dr. Loomis, if you will. Uh was it Dr. Satrine or something like that? Like Satar something, Satar, something, yeah. something like that. Um so they're just trying, you know, figure out and you know get into the mind of Michael Myers. This is kind of seemingly what they do. Uh you know, they have outdoor time. He's Michael Myers, we you know, he's maskless, but we don't really see his face. We see he's bald and gray. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, they always they always either when it's if the camera's looking directly at his face, it's like blurred and out of focus, or yeah. or else they use like weird angles so you don't see his whole face. Right. But we are alluding that it has been 40 years. So at this point in time, Michael Myers is 61 years old. Right. Um, so they go there. You know, they don't ever go in front of him. They try talking to him from behind him, which is a great way to talk to people. Right. Well, uh, okay. there's <laughs> one thing that bothered me about this scene is they have like these these square blocks of concrete that they're chained to. Right. Yes. And then they have like a a. Uh, yellow square a yellow marking around it saying like this is how far they can go now the concrete block in the middle is off centered yes and the the white outside line is does not take that into account so like if you're on that other side they can go past that yellow line yeah like that just really bothered me i mean don't get me right he wasn't even on that side but it still was like who made this design why is it not in the middle but. Yeah, um, but you know they start uh, talking to Michael Myers, saying, trying to ask him questions, asking him to speak. You know, in the in the yard, there's other prisoners, or not say prisoners, but people institutionalized there, and we do see a couple of them because we will get into one of them in the next movie that we see. Um, they the happen. I like to call him the Penguin. He he looks he looks like. Uh, Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter as well. <laughs> yeah, but he also has an umbrella. So that's, yes, so that's why he, I call yeah. him the penguin. Yeah, he, he doesn't like sunlight. Correct. Um, and they they pull out, they got their hands, I don't know if they said how, but of he the said original he, mask. He, bar- he borrowed it from the attorney general or okay. something, something like that. Yeah, so um, he pulls out the mask, holds it up, clearly arm crossing the yellow line at that point in time. Right. Which is pretty dumb on his part. <laughs> Correct. Um, and you're, you're expecting he, you know, he there seems to be no effect, but with the musical tones, it's implied that he's able to like, like the mask is calling to him. Right. But he did, he did like twitch like a tiny bit. Like he moved his head yeah. back, like, a half an inch, but I don't, it wouldn't even be something that they might even notice because they were behind him. Right. But we, yeah, we as the audience yeah. see him move that little half and it like, there was like some kind of acknowledgement, but then it immediately stopped. Right. Right. So, I mean, we, we understand that as the audience, that there is some connection that he understands that mask. And it does call to him. Um, so kind of, kind of from there, uh, we get, we follow them again as they're, you know, driving um, to the gas this, station. They go. No, that's they go see Lori first. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they do. So, 
you know, they find out where Lori is because, you know, she's for some reason still in Haddonfield in like a heavily fortified house. Um, they're talking about they're going to go see their, you know, Michael Myers counterpart, right? The right. Ying, they say Ying to his Yang or something like that. Um, and they have like $3,000 to give an interview to Lori Strode. Um, you know, they go there, ask, she takes the money, obviously pretty blunt in a lot of her answers. Um, you know, they're like, you know, he's being transferred. She's like, Oh, I'm fully aware, blah, blah, blah. Um, and just kind of goes into a little, like a expedition dump of things that happened saying he's pure evil, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Um, and they're talking about, uh, you know, she's drinking heavily. They bring up her daughter who's played by Judy Greer that, you know, Oh, we heard you lost custody of her when she was 12. Did you ever get her back? And she's like, well, you know the answer to that, which they should. They do. Right. But they're just trying. I feel like they're trying to goad her a well, little they're, bit. Yeah, they're trying to get her to engage. Right. You know, because if they get a, like, you know, an emotional outburst, whether it's, you know, sadness yeah. or anger, that's going to look good for them. Right. It's going to be great for their podcast. Right. 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 Um, but she just kind of like, all right, you're, you're like two minutes is up. Get out of here. Give me my money. And, you know, they go and leave. Um, you know, then we get introduced to Allison, who is Laurie Schroeder's granddaughter, talking to her mom and dad, talking about, you know, it's night before Halloween. Um, she's what Val Victorian of her class. You know, asking if, uh, you know, her grandma, she grandmother, grand, she says grandmother every single time, which is weird to me. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I think um, she stresses it like that because her mom doesn't like it. Right. Or she doesn't like to hear her name or about her in general. And I think she stretches it out just to under. Right. And, and Judy Greer's character, Karen. You know, lies saying, oh, I talked to your grandmother that she's not coming, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we get our classic classroom scene with Allison, and she's in English class discussing things, and she looks out the window, and she sees her grandmother <laughs> standing outside watching through the school window, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good opposite of what we always saw of Michael Myers kind of standing outside watching our, our protagonist. Um. You know, she says, hey, I'm having this dinner. You need to come. You can meet my boyfriend. And then, you know, the money that was given to Lori by the pod, true crime podcaster, she gives to Allison to travel, go to Mexico, whatever it was. And, you know, trying to be there and trying to explain to her, you know, why she's so angry, protective of Halloween. You know, her Karen doesn't seem to get it, get it even though she was raised that way. Um, You know. Lori t- kind of goes, sneaks into her daughter's house with her husband. You know, it's like, oh, your back, your back window or side window was open. You know, how I get in? I taught you better, blah, blah, blah. Ray, her son-in-law is like, I'll protect them. You don't know what you're dealing with. Um, then we kind of cut to uh, the true crime podcasters going to the gas station. They have to use the Louvre because they're British. Um. Just the Lou. There's no the Lou. The Lou. L O O. Yeah. So um, they use the washroom, and it's a very reminiscent scene that happens next from Halloween H2O when he goes into the rest area 
except this time <laughs> he kills the true crime podcasters. You know, she's, you know, the one podcaster is in the bathroom. You expect, oh, it's just said the callback. Good callback. No, he starts, what, strangling her? Um, well, yeah, after like yeah. knocking on the door and like walking back and forth, and then he and finally then dropping like teeth. Onto. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and then he finally like, um, yeah. So apparently, in this one, he's like a drama queen. Like he had yeah. he had forty years to like plan these dramatic entrances. Right. He um, killed. Yeah, he killed the mechanic for his coveralls. All right. Clearly, takes all his teeth and then drops them over. Bursts into the the stall, starts strangling her. The other podcaster comes in, tries to reason with them. He gets beaten to death, and she gets her neck snapped, I believe. Um. Yeah. Eventually, after she was like rolling around on the floor, like trying to crawl under the yeah. other things. Yeah. And then she's like barricaded in the one, and then he comes in to stop her, and then yeah, essentially right. kills him, and then kills her. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, everybody that was at the gas station is now deceased. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So and of course, and and of course, he pulls the mask out of their trunk, and his costume is complete. Yeah. Because apparently he knew it would be in their trunk. Well, I mean, that's the twitch that we saw. He's able to, it's calling to him. Apparently. Right. Oh, I've got to mention that the podcasters, he sees them um, because they go visit Judith Myers' grave, right? Then right. he follows them to the, to the gas station. Um, they, have a, they have a dinner. And then we cut to, uh, no, it's, she doesn't find out that happens yet. That Michael's escaped, but we see the. Uh, was that where we see the bus? Uh, no, bus the uh, bus is before that because the bus is like when he initially gets out. That's right. Yeah. So the the car the transfer bus crashed. He gets out. Father and son go there. Son's father's taken. So the honey doesn't want to go, and we see Michael Myers kill a kid. Right, probably the uh, first kit. Yeah, the son of the hunter dies right. when they go to check on it. Um, you know, they call, you know, uh, sheriff. The sheriff, a new sheriff shows up. Sheriff Hawkins Barker, right. and a, okay, and a sheriff wearing a cowboy hat in Illinois. It's yes. stretching it. It's stretching it a little bit. Yeah, Illinois is portrayed very weirdly throughout this entire franchise. Yeah, it's like it gets more and more rural as it goes along. It's like okay, it's not yeah. that far away. Um, um, well, you, you, yeah, the kid also shot the doctor because the yes. doctor was on the bus too. Correct. Uh, he got but, scared because I mean, to be fair, the doctor was like being super quiet. Like the kid is going hello, hello, and nobody was saying anything. And he jumps and he out. Got close to the guy. And he jumps out. He's like, "Don't shoot!" And the kid is boom, just shoots him. I mean, but why would I don't know why you would move and and jump at the kid like that? He, right. I mean, I'm not saying he deserved it, but that was a really stupid move. Yeah, but we yeah we're introduced to Deputy Hawkins, who's supposedly arrested Michael in 1978. Here's a big inconsistency that we have. Right, we never heard of him before. And that's where things get changed. That he's arrested. Which well, we, yeah, yeah. Because at the, we, yeah. essentially, they have to come up with a new story of what happens after 1978 Halloween instead right. of Halloween Two. Correct. Yeah. Um. You know, he finds the the doctor, and he starts you know transporting him away, and then we you know we find out that you know we see. 
the family dinner that Laurie Strode appears, starts drinking heavily, and she finds out that uh, he's escaped. Michael's escaped, you know, and tries to warn her daughter. They say he's coming, and Karen's like, no, 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 you're wrong. That was 40 years ago. Um, and here's where we hear that, I, you know, when we're talking to the podcasters, that he killed five people, right? Right. Uh, in the 1978, he killed four. Three babysitters and the guy, as we said. So, you know, we were kind of scratching, you start scratching your heads, like, who's this fifth? Like, we don't, I don't recall ever seeing a fifth. Which, right. like I said, we'll get to in the second movie. Um, so, let's see here. She's prepping, trying to figure out where he is, Lori is. And then uh, Allison's going to a a uh, Halloween party at school. I believe it's yeah. at school. I think yeah, it's like a school dance. Yeah. Um, her boyfriend, Cameron, they dress as Bonnie and Clyde, but gender reversed. That was the big twist under Bonnie and Clyde. Um, Cameron drinks like a shot or two, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she wasn't gone long enough for him to be drunk yeah. i mean even if he did drink like the entire time she was gone his body would not have enough time to be drunk yet it was like that little of amount of time right um and yeah so she's like you know her mother trying to get a hold of her saying michael's escaped and cameron becomes a giant douche and like she, she's on the phone for like a couple minutes and she comes back and he's kissing a girl at the party like, yeah, your girlfriend's in the building. Like this is, doesn't make any sense. Why he would do that? I don't care how drunk he is. Like that's just a weird thing. Well, right? again, he, he didn't have enough time to be drunk yet. He's just an yeah. asshole, right? He he's doesn't even asshole. have being drunk as an excuse. He's just an asshole. Yeah, and then he throws her phone into the punch because the phone has but to go it was away like, somehow. That wasn't punch. It was like pudding. I know it, it took forever to it, think. It didn't splash. It went like. You know, and, and it like stuck, and you like saw it slowly. It was like a pudding. It was like vanilla pudding. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but the uh, uh this one thing I want to cut in real quick. The, her friend that she was talking to on the phone, um, yeah. who who get murdered like directly after she gets off the phone with them. Yeah. Um. But it's like her blonde friend and then her boyfriend, right? Now yes. that guy, I was I, like, I was you know one of those people. It's like I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know this guy? And I was like, if, you know, I was watching him in a couple of scenes, and I'm like, ah, I know him from somewhere. I have no idea what it is. So I looked it up, right? I'm looking at filmography. No, nothing I've seen. Yeah. Television, nothing I've seen. I'm like, no, I know this guy from somewhere. How did, like, what's oh, going on? I know what you're going to say. Yeah, so I, I put it down, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, as the scenes were going on, I'm like, man, where is this guy from? And it finally hit me. He was in the quarry. Yeah. The game, I yes, but as I looked at his, you know, Wikipedia page, I only went to filmography and then television. I didn't scroll all the way down to game because I didn't assumed it was done after filmography and television, you know, because it almost always is. Um, but yeah, no, it was in the quarry, and since I played the quarry, you know, quite a bit, I was like, that's where I knew him from. Yeah, I mean, he was he was Mulder and Scully, saw X Files, but you didn't watch that, so yeah, but he was also very young, he wouldn't have had his <laughs> right. Um, Speech, you know, uh, patterns in it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, we we hear we cut to a babysitter babysitting a, a kid. 
kid goes the boogeyman's in the room and she goes in there investigates no nothing there her boyfriend comes over and they're gonna get high there and smoke some abracadabra as they said yeah whatever yeah and she's like oh, the boogeyman's in the closet she tries to close the closet door it doesn't close doesn't close she opens it it's michael myers it's she gets stabbed um, meanwhile, the boyfriend's like testing out a bike that's in the garage, and he has a really big knife. And Michael Myers seems to get envious of it because <laughs> it's smaller than this knife that he stole. Because he went around killing a couple of people, hammered the head, trying to find the right knife. It seems like <laughs> sure. I guess that right. That, yeah. right? yeah. Okay. Everyone has those giant knives all the time, multiples of them in every single house. I don't think oh, I yeah. have one. Well, yeah, every house, they, he opens up a drawer, and the entire drawer is filled with loose knives. Right. Safe. Okay. Perfectly yeah. safe. Right. Um. So, you know, Allison leaves the party with her friend. We cut to Lori. She's responds to an emergency call at that babysitter's house. Hawkins is there. He's looking at their Michael set up a ghost costume over the babysitter because he has time for arts and crafts. Like I said, he's like a drama queen in this one. Yeah. He like he sets things up to be like all dramatic. Yeah. Um and she Lori sees Michael in the window, shoots at him, it's a mirror. You know, they start chasing him, shooting him. She's able to shoot him, you know, in the shoulder, and he kind of just disappears again. Right. Um you know, then oh let's see here. There, okay, so um, well, then it would be yeah, her walking home with that dude. Yeah, Allison walking home with the with the guy who was her boyfriend's friend, but he just he leaves with her because he's then, a creeper. Yeah. Well, Oscar. yeah, because he's yeah. a creeper, right? And then like as they're walking, he's like, "Oh, so you're not together anymore? Oh, you broke up?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." He was kissing somebody else who broke up, and so he like goes in for the kiss. Of course, like very inappropriate. You know, she gets angry, pushes him off. And right. kind of like runs away from him, and then he, you know, sitting there making a whole lot of noise, crying about it. Yeah, um, he thinks it's a neighbor following him, right? And like motion lights, right? Yeah, and of um, course it's Michael Myers, and yeah, he gets dramatic. impaled on a fence. <laughs> well, he gets stabbed, and then his the fence impalement gets through his like bottom of his chin up through his mouth. Right. Allison sees it and like, oh crap, Michael Myers is here. Um looking for help, runs into the sheriff who has the doctor. They rescue him, and then they see Michael and, like, okay, they're going to hit him with the car. Like, is this a callback to Halloween 2? You know, like, oh, it's going to be, like, another person in the costume? Just someone else? All right. Um, No, they hit him, and the deputy, Hawkins, is going to go shoot him. And the doctor goes, no. You know, he's talking about, like, he just wants to see him in the wild. He wants to do all the stuff. He doesn't understand him. And he stabs. He has like a retractable uh, scalpel. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a retractable switchblade pen. I don't understand what it was, but it was some kind of ridiculous. But it's like thing a scalpel it. end of it though. But yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was yeah. a switchblade esque thing. Like you hit yeah. a button and it went and stuck out. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was whatever it was. It was a weapon that he brought with him on purpose. Right. Yeah, that's just just weird. Um, and he stabs Zeppeli. He drags Michael into the back of the cop car, take, gives him his mask back because it was taken off. 
mm-hmm. and then starts taking Allison. He's like, I'm taking Michael to go see your grandmother. I want, to, I planned this whole escape. I want to see what he's like in the wild. Right. And Allison was very nice enough to just sit quietly and still in the back seat while he was stuffing Michael's unconscious body in next to her. Right. Like, come on, man. The dude, the doctor has, you know, cause he got shot by the kid. Right. So he's got one arm right now. Yeah. Okay. And he is somehow lifting Michael. Who's like a giant dude. He's like, what? At least two fifty, Right. Oh yeah. He's like, like seven he's, feet he's, tall, two fifty. Yeah. Right. And he's like shoving this guy in the back seat of a cop car. And she's just sitting there letting this happen. Right. And the doctor's she, like mean, four, eight. It seems right. Like I'm like, you could have easily just pushed Michael over and he could have, she could have escaped. I mean, it would have taken like minimal effort to escape that. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. she just patiently waits while he stuffs his body in there. Right. Um, sorry. In the meantime, you know, there's cops protecting Lori's house, Lori, her daughter and, uh, son-in-law at her house. Like, you know, I'm ready. I, this is the safest place. There's cops outside. Anyway, back to the, the car, you know, he goes on the monologue. He's like, I planned all this stuff. I'm bringing Michael to your grandmother. I want to see if he'll speak, blah, blah, blah. He's never spoken. And she goes, i he spoke to me. I heard him speak. What did he say? Let, you know, stop the car and I'll tell you what did he say? And it's like back and forth for a little bit. Um, Michael wakes up, which is the longest he's ever been unconscious from something so small happening to him right yeah well so small for him getting hit by a car is nothing for him right and michael myers wakes up kills the doctor and allison flees um then we cut to like the two cops discussing what uh what's the Vietnamese banh mi sandwiches sandwiches, yeah and the guy made brownies he made like a whole two brownies it's like I, the two cops, I almost thought for a second they're reminiscent of the Halloween five cops. Yeah, I was waiting for the like music in the background. That's how stupid they were. Right. Um you know, we see Michael takes the car and goes to finish the drive to the Strode residence. Um the cops think it's you know, Hawkins, they get out. Uh one gets I don't think we see what happens to them. We don't. What, the I think cops? They, yeah. Well, we see the aftermath. Yeah, we see the aftermath. I don't. Yeah, yeah. they don't show them. Right. Like um, actually dying. Right. right. Just more off-screen deaths. Uh, Ray goes out. He sees the cop car. Goes out there. One guy's like stabbed in the neck. The other had been decapitated with like a flashlight stuck into in it to look like a jack-o'-lantern. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you know how much time it would take? to scrape out everything inside of a human head without actually like cutting the head open. Maybe he squeezed it out. <laughs> I mean, no, it was like intact. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like a head o lantern. Yes. I mean, that, don't get me wrong. That was a cool effect. I'm just saying like, he's got a lot of time on his hands for like these dramatic, <laughs> you yes. know, evidence of his crimes that, you know, like, leaving these bodies in very weird, dramatic ways, which is a totally new thing for Michael Myers. Yeah, he likes to stick him, you know, stick a knife in him and hang him up on a wall like that. Like he likes to do that, but like this one, he gets all elaborate. Well, I mean, he killed. He's the big knife on the boy from the babysitter, and he he stabbed him through the wall through the smallest part of the body, the neck. 
Right. Maybe that would work. No. <laughs> now with a kitchen knife, they're not made no. for that. Yeah. So Ray goes outside, sees cop. Michael comes in and strangles him to death. Um, you know, uh, Allison. No, Allison's not there, but uh, Lori gets Karen into. She has this. We see alludes to she has a tr- mechanism that moves her kitchen island and then goes into her basement, like functioning basement where it's like water here and stuff like that, too. I'm like, how are they getting that in and out of there? That's not functional. Right. Um, but you know, saying it's protected, there's a whole bunch of guns and, and jarred goods and stuff like that. Um, and she leaves her down there, gives her a gun, uh, and then she's waiting for Lori turns on all the outside lights. But still dark inside. Well, yeah, and and she waits until now to do right. so. Right. Um. She's by the door. Michael comes, puts his hand to the door, starts choking her, lifting her up. Uh. She has a what shotgun or just a rifle? No, it's a shotgun. Shotgun. He grabs it and she shoots off like two or three of his fingers. Yep. First damage we've seen like come off of Michael Myers, really ever. Yeah, permanent damage, yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, his eye was also messed up. Right. Like, they do show, like, little flashes of his eye that was messed up from when she stabbed it with the, the, the hang hanger in yeah. the first one, yeah. Which they never addressed in any of the other ones. Like, the original Halloween, too, his eyes are fine. Well, that's not the end. But. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. When they do that, like, the first kill of Halloween, too, they, like, zoom in on his face, and you see his eyes popping out of that mask, and they're both totally fine. Right. Um, and she, you know, so Michael gets into the house and she has a showdown in her completely dark house, very lit out outside, but dark inside. Right. You know, going back and forth, sees Ray's body, some stuff somewhere. Um, in a closet, right? In a closet. On, on the top shelf of the closet. Right. Dramatically, yes. Right. Um, and they kind of have a little showdown. She gets stabbed in the abdomen and she falls off the balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, he hears, uh, I think Allison then coming. Yep. Uh, and you know, going and she gets her mom calls her. They go and she goes in the basement. Michael looks over the balcony and Laurie Strode's gone. Great callback. Great opposite of you know the original nineteen seventy eight one. Right. Um. So Laurie kind of disappears. Um. Michael Myers is able to lift the island off its track. You know, and Karen's acting like she's scared, blah, 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 even though she has a gun with her initials carved into it, just lure him, and she's able to shoot him, like, in the neck or jaw area. Um, and behind her, great lighting effect that once he's shot, Lori's behind him, and it's like the fade in on her face, just like the mask the first time, uh, hits him, knocks him down the stairs, uh, gets... Allison and and Karen out. Michael Myers wakes up, grabs Karen's leg, and then Allison gets a knife and starts stabbing him. And then they pull a lever, and um, I don't know if they are just, just pieces of steel pop out, and he gets trapped in the basement. Yeah, and they like, look they look kind of like like swords or something, but I think right. it was just supposed to be metal, like yeah. pieces of metal. You know, it's they said it's not a cage; it's a trap. Well, a cage yeah. is a trap. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you, it's, it's a subset of trap. Right. Um, so they're like, this has been the plan all along. And then she starts turning on uh, heat, heating elements everywhere. 
and gas flowing through them. Um, this right. Been- I didn't get this. I didn't get this whole delivery system. I didn't understand what was happening. Like, I get that you're you're putting gas everywhere, but if you have a heating element there, then the gas is immediately igniting, and it's not going to fill up to be able to explode. Right. Like, do you do you? I mean, yeah, you have to kind of, I guess, understand how gas works. Like, if it's burning as soon as it's coming out of the tube, it's not also filling up the room correct. with gas. Yeah, the like, heating element should not be glowing. Correct. And there's <laughs> also, all. like, I don't know. I don't, the, the whole thing was just was done by someone who doesn't understand how fire and gas works. Right. Um, so she lights, uh, Lower Shirt lights a flare and throws in there, and Michael's uh, blaze. Right, but okay, but yeah, but she like hit this button, right? Yeah. She like turned the knobs and that's all the gas started shooting out. And then she hit a button and they all lit on fire. Yeah. So they're now this all like shooting flames, but again, it's 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 gas, so it's just the the gas is coming out of the tubes, but it's not lighting anything on fire because it's just shooting fire out. Right. And then yeah, and then she drops the flare down there and it blows up. I'm like, those two things can't happen at the same time. It Correct. can't be shooting flame out of a pipe and also filling up the room with gas to be able to have an explosion. That doesn't make sense. Correct. Well, um, you know, she says, you know, goodbye, Michael. And, uh, you know, Lori was stabbed in the stomach and then all of a sudden stuff starts to hit her harder. Maybe the adrenaline wore off. They get hit. Hitchhiker she she and, casually walked down the street. She I know. Was fine. And then they get, Picked up by a truck saying help, and then we we see the basement's burning, but Michael's not standing in that spot. But we still hear him breathing. Movie at the at the very end. That's like the yeah post credits. Um, like yeah, like the post credit is just him breathing. Yeah, I mean at this point in time, we knew this was going to be at least two movies. So we're like, okay, he's not dead. We get it, right? Um. So first thoughts for me, I didn't see this in theaters. Um but this was not my this was not my first time seeing it. I thought it was a pretty good reboot. Uh I liked it, quite honestly. I thought it was good callbacks. I don't think it was as silly. I think it was closer to more in lines with Halloween and H2O, because we have a, a badass Lori Strode, right? Um, well, I think I think she's more. I think this is this is a better rendition of Lori Strode than H two O was. I think H two O was overall pretty weak. I mean, I didn't really like that movie in general. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I get I, they're, they're both. You know, at least she she took the stronger route instead of the original Halloween two, where she like all of a sudden became weak. Oh, we'll get um, to that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it was, it was good. Um, I mean, I did have my issues with, you know, her being like this prepper, like that, that prepped and, and was ready for everything that there was a whole lot of things that didn't make any fucking sense. Right. We'll, someone... get, we'll get into that lower. Um, right. But I mean, first thought, this was your first time watching it, right? Yeah. what do you think of it? Um, I mean, it was good. It was good for, uh, I mean, a revival or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, because it's not a full reboot because it doesn't go back to the beginning. But I mean, it it you know right. retroactively takes out most of the other stuff. I, I'll call it a revival slash legacy. Yeah, like right. not full. Um, yeah, it's not a remake, but it's a revitalization of the franchise. Right. Um. I mean, yeah, they stayed true to it. Um. 
you know, as far as, I mean, Lori Strode, I mean, I think it was realistic the way that she would behave and the way that, you know, she kind of, you know, was still preparing even 40 years later. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. like that would, would cause you to do that. Um, and I, you know, I, mean, I thought it was interesting that, you know, pushing that on your daughter is essentially going to push your daughter away, which is that, you know, right. It, it was the same kind of thing, you know, cause like she obviously had never seen Michael, Michael or Meyer. seen any danger at all. You know, right. she was just like preparing forever for something that never happened. So, you know, her, you know, however, how old she is, whatever she's in her thirties. Right. So like she's in her thirties and no attack has ever happened. Yeah. I can see her resenting her for making right. her live like that because essentially living in a cage is what she was doing. Right. Um, so I mean, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was good. Um, again, I'd, it was just odd how they had to like, you know, remake new characters for stuff, you know, like the officer Hawkins was, was totally new. Right. I mean, there's obviously going to be new characters. We can't just have Laurie Strode. I mean, we could have, but yeah, I mean, this, like I said, it's a reboot slash revival slash legacy because reboot is there are new characters, even though people lived throughout other of these, right? Um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, rewatch, right. though, I think this is great rewatchability. I've rewatched it since it, every year. It's in, it's in my rewatch list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this one is is a is a good movie overall. I think yeah. it's a good, you know, it's a it's a good Halloween movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of expected the podcasters to last a little longer <laughs> because of how much focus they put on them in the beginning. Like the first, yeah. like what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, like follows them, them pretty yeah. exclusively. Like it's right. It's, and then all of a sudden they're just dead and often in, in a terrible way. I thought one of them was going to survive, you know, and somehow trying to like, you know, survive the other one. And I thought like, the, I thought that one guy was going to be like the new kind of Loomis. He's oh yeah, he's British. He could have been. He understands right. the lore of Michael. Right, that's kind of what that's kind of what I thought they were going for. You know, like a like a kind of more yeah. modern rebooted Doctor Loomis. And then yeah, no, he just died. I'm like okay. Yeah, he's he's just he looked like a younger Malcolm McDowell, quite honestly. Right. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of. I mean, I didn't quite understand how the dude like his Doctor Loomis in this timeline. I mean, it was dead for I don't know how many years, like twenty years. Yeah, at least they didn't specifically say how long, but yeah, but he was Dr. Loomis was still his, you know, his doctor, Michael's doctor for many years after the original incident. Um, And then this other guy was Was a student, uh, was a student that studied under Dr. Loomis. And then after Dr. Loomis died, he specifically requested to be put as his doctor since he was already working with him and he was a close student of Dr. Loomis. And so they said, okay, so then he's exclusively been his doctor since then. Right now, yeah, he was like, "Oh, I want to see how he's like in the wild. I want to, you know, introduce him back to Laurie Strode." Like, he could have done that at any time. Yes. Why now? Yeah. Why now? I mean, it's, for the transfer, I guess. I guess, well, but like, he's he's his doctor. You could have easily just moved him. Maybe Allison was seventeen. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah, there's just there's a lot of open ended questions. I mean. Yeah. Again, every horror movie does. I'm not yeah. saying that it's. <laughs> I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I, I liked it overall. Right. I'm just saying there was a lot of plot holes that I saw. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's a good segue into the. Well, we're going into the lore. Um. Lore wise, they make a comment. I heard that he was, you know, Laurie Strode's brother, and they make that offhand remark to show that they're not acknowledging Halloween too. Right. Um. And. We'll get into my my crazy theory at, at the end about that. 
Um, I like that they took some elements, but they took other elements as well. And lore-wise, it's what I don't understand, and we've we've discussed this offline multiple times, is if it was just those three people, because no one knew about the fourth body, that I don't feel Laurie Strode would be as big as a prepper as she was if nothing happened in 40 years. I don't know, man. I mean, if you get attacked at that level, I mean, there are multiple ways of dealing with it, and one way is just constantly being prepared for it to happen again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is possible. I mean, again, she was like, you know, drinking, <laughs> and she obviously did not deal with this well. Right. Um, and even 40 years later, you know, she still has a hard time talking about it. She still has to, like, drink heavily when she's, like, thinking a lot about it. So, like, she obviously still hasn't processed it all the way, and I can see her focusing that energy into Prepper. prepping. Yeah. Um. Now, the prepping, I, you know, I'm using air quotes here, the <laughs> prepping that she did, I thought was pretty weak, considering that she had 40 years to do it. And she's still in Haddonfield. Well, I, I get that. If you if you are waiting for him to come back, um, I mean, I think the better thing would have been is she should have bought the original Myers house. Yes. If she was really going to make it a trap, as she says in the original one, she should have bought the original Myers house and then made that a trap. Yes. That would have made more sense to me. Yeah. Um, but again, like, OK, even after what as soon as she finds out that that bus crashed. Right. And they show Michael's face on TV and his name. Okay. Obviously it's, it's faded out. So you can't see the face, but they did show it's the, obviously the same person that they were showing out of focus in the beginning with the podcasters. So now at this point, she knows that he's escaped and she's only walking around with the revolver. Yes. That's not a plan. If she had all these guns at home, she had all this big trap at home. Why is she walking around with just a revolver? Right. I don't, I don't, again, there's, there's a lot of things like, okay, yeah, I get that you're saying that she's a prepper, but like a real prepper goes way overboard. Right. And she kind of sort of did in the house, did a lot of things that didn't make sense there too, but you know, at least she did in the house. Outside just, the house, no, it didn't make any sense. Well, yeah, she had all those big lights and stuff, but she didn't turn them on until he was already in the house. What were they? What were what, what were lights going to do? Make him not hide in the shadows outside? Yeah, but so if you have, <laughs> if you have cameras outside, you can see them coming. That's the point of having big ass lights on your house. right. Uh, she yeah, did. I, I she mean, was a bad prepper. Let's face it. Yeah, she was. She was. It was a bad prepper, and the whole trap thing didn't make any sense. Why would you try to trap him in the area with all your weapons? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The whole thing was just ridiculous. I. Yeah, I don't disagree. Oh. Again, you know, I, I, the suspension of disbelief. I, you know, I, I get all that kind of stuff. That's I, I enjoyed the moving outside of that. It just they're kind of big and glaring. I hate when those big things bother me when I'm watching <laughs> something. Well, like I said, they're just I, I, I think if if at least Halloween two happened, it been made more sense for her to be the way she was. Why not? Realistically, in my in my opinion. Uh, again, I mean, people go through traumatic events and it affects them for the rest of their life. I mean, that happens all the time. Right. I mean, that's, you know, some, you know, some, some people get attacked or assaulted and they'll, you know, for the rest of their lives, even if they're in therapy, may never get over it. Well, 
when we some people just don't. When we get to Halloween ends, I'll you can I'll explain more why I think it doesn't make sense. All right, I mean, I it's possible it's not, but I mean the way that they that she reacts when they want her to talk about stuff, and that you know she has to like drink and she's still uncomfortable talking about it, shit like that. You can tell she hasn't fully processed it. So yeah, and in this movie, at the very least, yeah, she has not fully come to terms with this, and I think she channels that into her, you know, yeah. prepping and getting ready. I think that's the only way that the only thing that keeps her even moderately sane is that she's preparing for yeah. him to come back. Um, now, how do you feel of this doctor taking over for Loomis? Do you think he was, do you think, should we go into the theory of him in your theory section? Um, I mean, we can. I mean, he was, again, <laughs> You know, the thing that kind of struck me is like, why wait until now? If you're willing to kill a cop to let him go back to see Laurie Strode, why didn't you plan something earlier? Right. You're like, you're his doctor. You've been his doctor for many years. You've been in that facility for how long? I'm sure you know how to sneak somebody out of there. Right. You could have very easily snuck him out, even handcuffed in the back of a van or whatever. If you really wanted him to meet Laurie, or you could have just met with Laurie because he had never met her. Right. Like why if the, if he was so interested in that why wouldn't he have gone to Lori and asked her hey can you please come here to talk to him I want to see if we can get a reaction out of him right you know I'm, I'm sure she would have just to tell him to fuck off right, right. you know oh, or absolutely. something you know something like that um, or she might even try to sneak in a gun and shoot him I mean something anything right. but I mean I think that she would have gotten on board why didn't he do that if he's if he was willing to kill to be able to do that why the hell did he wait so long right. And why the hell would he wait until that moment to stab a cop? Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know. I, I think he was a very, very poor, you know, sub in for Loomis because he, he was really only in the movie for like, what, two minutes? And then he gets killed by his patient. Yeah. And then he gets killed and then it, that's it. He's just done. Well, I mean, he puts on his mask trying to, for a while, trying to feel what it's like to be Michael Myers when he killed the guy, right? Right. But yeah, it just it just maybe maybe Haddonfield and Smith girls have really bad psychologists. Let's go with that. Let's it's a Apparently. horrible institution. But like okay, like <laughs> at least this guy again acted like a doctor. Like Loomis did not act like a doctor at all. <laughs> like this guy was like you know oh yeah you know we haven't gotten a reaction out of him. You know we've tried a whole bunch of stuff. You know he's been in therapy. You know we, we tried talking to him for years. He just doesn't talk. That kind of shit. But at least he's talking like a psychologist. The original Donald Pleasant's Loomis was like you know. I don't believe for a second that he tried anything. Right. So we'll go into your, we'll get into the therapist, psychologist thing in the theory section. Cause I have some ideas on your theory. I want to hear your more. So how it ties All right. in. All right. So highlights for me for this one is the, the, the Laurie Strode badass them. I think, you know, we, we finally got like the final form of badass Laurie Strode. Um, I mean, that's fair. I mean, again, it's, I mean, she's just strong as she's been in any of these movies yeah. to date. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm on board with that. I like that. And I, and, and realistically, I feel like this is like the brutality of this is, was pulled from the Rob zombie Halloweens and he kills a lot more realistically. Like he is more brutal. Yeah. I yeah, think they yeah, pulled and, the and element one, from. Yeah. 
I think they pulled the element from Rob Zombie. And I think this is what Rob Zombie's movie could have been. Quite honestly. Well, I think I think Rob Zombie well, this is my opinion. I think Rob Zombie's is better than this. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm like I'm just saying they could have taken this this step. It could have been the thirty years later, because that's when it came out, and kind of done the same thing, but in Rob Zombie's world. You mean like if Rob Zombie made this one yeah. as a sequel to the mm-hmm. original instead of rebooting the original? Yeah. That's fair. Um, what about highlights for you? Um, highlights for me is I like the, um, I mean, yeah, the fact that he's more brutal, but if the fact that, you know, since he's been locked up for so many years, you know, basically not talking and not doing anything, like what has he been doing that whole time? And I think he's just been planning different ways to kill people and different things to do to them after they're dead. Right. <laughs> and I enough, think he has enough time for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, he had 40 <laughs> years of not talking and staring at the wall to dream about nothing, but killing people and doing terrible things to them. And I think that's why he's like, you know, does the whole teeth thing. Like he's like actually trying to like mess with people to try to like, you know, savor his kills now. Uh, you know, to where like in the original, like he was just like all about just let's get this done. You know, let's yeah. let's let's kill him and move on. And in this one, I think because he's had so long to think about it, I think now he savors it more. And then even after they're dead, he still like you know wants to savor it. That's why he's doing weird stuff like you know putting you know cutting holes in a sheet and putting it over the dead body. That's why he's pulling the teeth, and that's why he's you know making head o lanterns. You know what I mean? Like because he's savoring the whole thing. I think that's. Well, I mean, I like that. I think it makes more sense. Yeah. At least we know what he's been doing for that long. Well, I mean, he did in the 1978 where he positioned PJ Souls' character as Judith Meyer with the headstone. He was pretty dramatic there. So he had 15 years to think of those dramatic things. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was pretty light compared to well, a head o' lantern. You know? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but he, he 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 has he has art for the flare, right? <laughs> Yeah, now he does <laughs> yeah. because he's had time to think about it. Right. When the 78, he was pretty much like, let's get this done. Yeah. Like he was going to work. Um, Low points for me, uh, Ray, I, I think. Poor Ray. <laughs> yeah. And those two cops. Like I said, I was expecting the stupid ass music to play again. And like, it's like weird ass conversations. It always seems to happen sometimes. Horror movies, like, there's two cops. In the truck, and they always have weird ass conversations. And maybe that's supposed to be realistic. And maybe that probably happens because if we were sitting in the car together, we'd probably have stupid conversations too while well, waiting for something. They're, they're giving you a cool off, yeah. is what they're doing. Because if they just keep coming at you with kill, 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 kill you get, you know, you get null to it. You're right. You get yeah. numb. You're, you're become desensitized to it so if they, if they do like kill 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 and then they have like a nice sweet moment of two cops talking about your vietnamese sandwiches and peanut butter right? and jelly yeah right you know <laughs> all the kinds of stuff like that you got like a good five minute cool off period and then they're like hmm, what's that and then they go kills again but at least you get a cool off period you know you get that little comic relief in there you get that little breather right so you're not on the edge of your seat the whole time you get to relax for a minute yeah i think that yeah every every horror movie has to have these little cool off periods in between and also, a little point for me is Cameron. He's an idiot. He's a, I'm, I am sick of boyfriends being portrayed as giant douchebags in horror movies. I mean, to be fair, if you play statistics, it's true. I mean, yeah. Uh, again, are there are there some guys that wouldn't do that? Sure. 
Yeah. But if you play statistics, it's more likely that they do than they don't. Oh, so, I'm going to go with I mean, Cam. I'm going to go with Cameron and his friend Oscar. Oscar Again, is awful. Yeah, this is dude. This is high school, man. I know people are terrible in high school. High school, like you get these like hormones that are like running in the red, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was no sexual assault in there, so at least we got off without that. Right. Well, Oscar's talking about. Oh, they are feeding me guacamole sexually. I'm like, come on. That's stupid. <laughs> well, it's stupid, but it's supposed to be comic relief. I but know. again, if you're like a, you know, a virginal high school boy, yeah. right? And like, you know, you see a bunch of cheerleaders doing a sexy dance at a party and you've been drinking. Yeah. You're going to get all jazzed up. Yeah, that's fair. Right. And then they're like, oh, you know, oh, she broke up with her boyfriend and now she wants to walk home with me. What does that mean? <laughs> Again, when you're you know running hormones in the red, of course it means she wants to be with you. If you're just a normal person, it's like, oh, she probably just doesn't want to be alone, <laughs> right? Right. You know, she just wants to be with a you know a safe person and just get home. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, but, low know. points for you. Other other points the the poor prepping crap. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just the prepping. Oh, okay. How about the selection of guns that she had in that basement? Was pretty weak, man. Small ass for guns having, to pistols for and rifles. Forty years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she had a bunch of handguns, but again, they go for the little bitty Saturday night special handguns. Okay, if you've been prepping for forty years and you know how to shoot guns, you know what good was a good gun. You know it's a crap gun. If you got a little, you know, snub nose thirty eight, it's not going to do jack. Right. You know, if you want a revolver, get like a three fifty seven or a forty four, something that's going to actually do damage. Like, there's no assault rifles in there at all. Right. None. You can easily in Illinois buy an AR-15 <laughs> at any gun shop, right? Right. At anywhere. Yeah. You can get them, and like you know, she was like bolt action rifles and shotguns without stocks. <laughs> what are you doing? Like this is not like these are not prepper weapons. I mean, Again, it was like it was like they went to a gun store and it's like, what's the cheapest you got? And they that's what they get. That's what they put on that shelf. And to your point, she saw. Loomis shoot him six times with his gun that wasn't good, right. and she would know that that's not going to stop him. So yeah, I right. agree with Again, you. Yeah. Get some high caliber stuff. Get a, a, an assault rifle that's going to put him down by force alone, even if it's not killing him. Yeah. But the, the you know, physics of those bullets hitting you that hard Australian and that him. fast yeah. and that many is going to knock you down. Oh, yeah. You know, like if you get shot with a 357, even if you get shot in the hand, you're probably going to fall down because there's a lot of force behind it. Right. Yeah. And again, I was very disappointed with her choice in weapons. And I was, <laughs> well, the, the whole prepper thing overall, but specifically the low point is that gun selection was pretty weak. Right. And like, yeah, the, the one that she went, oh, this is for power and accuracy. And it was like a Henry repeating rifle. <laughs> It's like, this is from the late 1800s. Like, even something in this century, anything would have been better than that. Yeah. Like, you can pick up an AK for, like, the same price as that. Probably even less. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. Um, So let's get into our, our, our ratings of this one. Um, I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10 for Butcher Knives. What about you? Um. I will give this one. Uh, you were a nine for I'm, the first. I'm one. right on. I'm right on the fence. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna okay. Six point five. Six point five. All right. Yeah. 
So I was in between a six and a seven. <laughs> there you go. And I didn't know, but I know you you broke the rule by having a point five earlier. So I'm going to use a point five. It's just a smaller butcher knife. That's all. That's right. It's a half a butcher knife. Right. It's like one of the little bitty ones that he had at first. Right. That he was that the the knife envy he had. <laughs> right. Which right. is fair. He likes knives. <laughs> right. So yeah, six point five butcher knives out of ten. All right. So I only went down two. You went down two and a half. The yeah. first one. Okay. All right. So do you want to take us into Halloween Kills then? Halloween Kills. Okay. So it starts right after the first one ends. Well, this 2018 one ends. Um, and now Laurie Strode is suffering from life-threatening injuries. Yep. Even though she was fine a moment ago. Now, the whole the same truck that they were sitting in where they were all fine and breathing a sigh of relief. And now there's blood and panic everywhere. Um, and as they're driving down the street, they see fire trucks going towards the house, and she's, they're all like, "No, no, let them burn, let them burn." Um, so they go off. They're they're going off to the hospital. Um, so then they they show the the firefighters going in the house and spraying water everywhere, like you know, oh, what's going on? Is anybody here? They don't see anybody. Uh, one firefighter falls through the floor. Um, and of course, while he's down there, the uh, the garage door that was used to hold the guns in goes up, um, and Michael Myers is there, and he's relatively unscathed except for like one side of his mask is like melty ish, yeah, and like the hair is all you know curled up, um, and yeah, it just kills that that firefighter, um, and then another guy is you know what that, that firefighter set off his little like help me alarm whatever it is, yeah, beacon. panic alarm beacon, yeah. Right. Yeah, so then the another guy is like, you know, sees the hole he fell into, and he's like, oh, let me help you up. And of course, you know, Michael Myers, you know, gets helped up out of the hole, and assuming he kills him, we don't see that kill. Right. And then, in in a true Michael Myers fashion, of course, he walks out the front door. Now he has the 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 firefighters like you know the tool they use for like you know breaking boards and all that kind of stuff. So it's like half pry bar, half like axe looking pickaxe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he yeah he walks out the front door and there's like, I mean uh, we'll say what twelve to fifteen firefighters and first responders and EMTs and cops and stuff out there, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, and he just starts killing them all. Like I mean, he just slaughters them all with this tool. You know, we just see you know death after death after death, and then <laughs> that's it. Apparently, he walks away. We don't see the, the complete annihilation of all of them, but. Um, that's what's going on. So then we kind of flash to, um, uh, Hawkins, the cop who got stabbed by the doctor in the first movie. Yeah. Um, he is, he has survived. Um, and now he's in like the same hospital room as Lori because Lori, um, you know, got her surgery for her, yeah. her stab wound. And now he's getting, he got surgery for his thing. Yeah, And Cameron, um, Cameron, the boyfriend found him. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as he was like walking and trying to call everybody. Right. Yeah, he found him, so they called him. They he's in the in the, in the hospital. Yeah. Um and then they do like a uh like a flashback sequence. Um to where he's saying like you know, it should have been me. Because Laurie was saying you know, I you know I created we the ended evil. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she was like, Yeah, we ended it and he was like, Oh yeah, well it should have been me. And so now he goes the flashbacks and now we see of the original 1978 version of what happened instead of Halloween two. Yes. Um, and at this point is like, I guess he escapes. Um, 
Well, that, no, that, he, that, he, get, that, he gets off when he gets off the ground. When he's missing from the ground. He heads home. Right, but I mean, like they, they show a scene where he like sees him walking down the street or like yes. cutting through an alley. Yeah, going from um, going from where he fell off the balcony, making a path right to his house. right, right. So that yeah, so then uh, they do that whole thing. Um, so that yeah, they all these other cops like okay, you know, split up, we'll go find him. So him and his partner partner up, and they're the ones that get to his house. Yeah. Um, so they go in the house, um, and the one partner goes upstairs, and he goes to the window where apparently this is where Michael Myers always stared out the window, and he sees like you know footprints which on the floor, room. the dust, right? Which is yeah, Judith's room. So yeah, he's like, oh, somebody must have been standing here, and then of course, you know, Michael Myers comes flying out of the closet, um, and you know they start wrestling and, and strangling each other, and, and the one uh, guy Hawkins, this is his 1978, you know, he's a rookie rookie you know baby face version of him um comes running up the stairs and he sees michael's got him in like a headlock um and he's like you know they're shuffling around and so he decides he's gonna shoot him and he ends up and he shoots his partner in the neck yes instead of shooting michael um and then michael kind of gets away and he's got a choice to make whether he goes after michael or whether he goes after his partner and he goes to his partner um and then that's what his you know his partner is you know, dying essentially, and you know, say, "Oh, you know, did we get him?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we got him." Um, so then, yeah, it shows Michael walk out the front door, and there's just cops all over the place, um, and they arrest him. Uh, who's and there? Apparently, who's there? Oh, sorry, like Doctor Loomis, a lookalike of Doctor Loomis, is there, yeah, like asking him if he killed someone else, right? Um, and we don't get the he, we don't hear the answer at that point, right? We don't hear the answer then, but then. Do they do it? No, it's later. Is yeah. it later on in the movie? Later where they on do the it? movie, yeah. Later on in the movie, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it, it, yeah. So it cuts back so that yeah he shot his own partner, um, and then eventually Michael gets arrested by the police, and then that's how that's what happens instead of Halloween two. Right, and this is where we get the fifth person that was killed. Right. Yeah. So that's the fifth one. Yeah. Retroactively adding a body. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so then, yeah, then we cut to a bar, um, where we see the, um, uh, the black couple, we did see them in the first movie for a second while Michael was walking down the street and they were getting in a car and leaving. They were dressed as like a doctor and a, and a sexy nurse to go to the bar, right? To go to the bar essentially. So now we're like seeing them in this second movie because it's the same night, right? Yep. Um, so they're now sitting there and it's like amateur night at this bar. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they're like, you know, there's these people sitting behind them. They're telling, you know, they're getting all crazy and they're telling them to keep it down. They're getting all annoyed. Um, and then they say, oh, you know, we're bringing on our next person. Um, and they're bringing on the next person. It's Anthony Michael Hall. And he's playing Tommy, who is the kid in the original 1978 that uh, Laurie Strode was babysitting for. Correct. Um, so now he's, you know, this is 40 years later. And now he's saying that all of the people who survived the original attack are all here kind of celebrating right yes so it's tommy um is there Lindsay, who was the other little girl that ended up that annie was watching originally and then laurie ended up watching after that but they were the two that went screaming out of the house in the very first movie um the nurse um that was with dr loomis yeah in the very very beginning that got attacked in in the car yep um, she did come back in the second one, but again, the second one isn't canon in this version of it, but she still, you know, exists because she was in that very first thing in the car. And then we have this new character. Well, she they, they she also came it. back in H2O. Oh, did she? She was the nurse that died. She was taking care of. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Right, right, right. Okay. I didn't realize it was the same one. Yeah. Whatever. So she's back. Yeah. Um, so they, and then we have this new character, Lonnie, who they, they show like another flashback to 1978 to where, uh, Michael Myers is walking down the street and this kid, um, you know, essentially like fell down on the ground. and was like, Oh no, don't hurt me. And then he, when he opened his eyes, Michael Myers was gone. Yeah, he is a survivor. So, of Michael yeah. So he's a survivor because Michael Myers walked up to him and then he didn't kill him. So now he's a survivor. Yes. Which again, this did not happen in the original 1978 Halloween. This Retroactive made survivor. Flashback, right? <laughs> made a flashback <laughs> for this movie. Um, so that's the, uh, the the team of original survivors of uh, of the thing. So Tommy goes on to tell the whole story about you know the, the, essentially recaps the 1978 Halloween movie. Yes, because <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, they don't know about any of the other events that happened. Correct. Still, um, yeah, those those are events are going on. Nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, that's that. Well, that stuff happened already, but hasn't been reported on. Right. Um. So that yeah, that's they they kind of cut out on that point um and then is that yeah they show the the them leaving right yeah they go on the news report they hear that two inmates have escaped one being right uh peter Pettigrew, the guy your your penguin <laughs> and right, michael right. myers right and then yeah, they, so then they're like yeah. they're like oh you should, everybody should go home um and then so the uh, the black couple go outside to go in their car and then when they uh, of course, the, the lady goes in the car because the guy forgot something. So she goes to start the car. And there's somebody in the back seat. So she freaks and runs back and says that Michael Myers is in her car. Yes. Um, so then Tommy gets the a bat from behind the bar, and then he's going to go, you know, hit Michael Myers with the bat. So he runs up to the car. Uh, we don't really we don't see who's in the car. Um, but yeah, but Tommy starts swinging at the car. He like hits the window in the hood or something. Yeah. Um, and the car like takes off and it ends up crashing like across the street. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, there's like, you know, the car's on fire or whatever, but they go there and then whoever was driving is now gone. Um, and you very clearly, as the car was driving away, and I saw this as an audience member, so I'm assuming all the other people that were staring at the car could also have seen it. It was very clear to see that the the person in the car was all wearing all white. Correct. So I know they didn't know what Michael Myers was wearing at the time, but us as the audience, it's very clear that this is not Michael Myers. Correct. Um, but anyway, um, so then that whole thing happens. And then, um, that's when the, the Tommy and everybody decide that they need to go, um, you know, kind of figure out what's going on and they need to like, you know, search the neighborhood to see, well, you know, if they can find because evil dies tonight. <laughs> well, that's not yet. That's when they get to the hospital. Oh no. Uh, when they're leaving the bar, Marion says that first, I caught that on the oh. rewatch. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so they yeah they decided to do that. So they end up they say they're going to go around the town, but they end up kind of g- converging on the hospital because that's where all like all the whole town is going to because like that's where you know Lori Strode is and that's where the cop is and I guess that's where all the victims are. So they're trying to get answers. Yeah. So I guess that's why they all go to the hospital. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the town's all on alert. You know. So they they basically put out these alerts saying that you know everybody needs to like you know stay inside and lock your doors and. All that kind of stuff. Um, at this point in time is when, you know, we're kind of all converging on uh, the hospital at this point. Um, and then Allison and, uh, well, Cameron, her boyfriend, comes back. Yep. Um, and she, like, immediately forgives him. Yes. Um, and they, like, kind of sort of reconcile. And you find out that he is Lonnie's son. Yeah. At the, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that yep. Lonnie's son. Lonnie's right? son. Cameron's Lonnie's son, yes. 
Right. So yeah, these he, Lonnie's son. So that was like their their thing. And so yeah, Lonnie's there and Tommy's there. Um, and then they all decide um, that they're gonna. Um, hold on, is this where this is where they go where, through the hospital first? Right. Is this the where the other guy shows up at this point, or is that later? No, it has to be here now, right? Yeah, because they leave after this. Yes, they leave after this. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Um, they're all, you know, in, in this uh, place and they're all kind of like talking about how, you know, it's confirmed that, you know, he's back. Um, we got to do something about it. It finds out that the, the guy that's the hotel security or the hotel the guy that's the hospital security guard is the old sheriff. Bracket. Yep. Bracket. It's, it's a, who looks who does not look good. No, I mean, this it, it is him, though. It is the same actor. Yes, it is. The, it is the same actor. I'm just saying he does not look good. Correct. It looks like it looks like it, it pains him to stand up like he does. Well, he's not looking very healthy. Yeah. Uh, but he is there and he is. I mean, he does have some lines. You know, it's like he's obviously he can still talk. And stuff. he killed. He like, killed my daughter, Annie, 40 years right. ago. I should have shot him then. Couldn't tell his wife. Right. Right. And they have a flashback of here's the funny part. They have a flashback of Annie's death on the bedsheet from Halloween two. Was when he when he sees that Annie's been killed. That was in Halloween two. Oh, right. So they have a flashback to Halloween two that didn't well, happen. But it, it was it was a scene in Halloween two that would have happened right. regardless. Yes. But yes, it was from the Halloween two yes. movie, yes. Yeah so, yeah, so they're all, like, getting all whipped up into a frenzy. Like, yeah, evil dies tonight. We're all going to kill him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, that um, Michael so Myers that, has been terrorizing, remember, terrorizing right. the town for 40 years. Right, yeah. Even though, yeah, he's been locked up for 40 for years. For 40 years right. And in this, all the, the other inc- yeah, all <laughs> the other incidents that happened in all the other movies of what they could be referring to right. did not happen yeah. <laughs> in this timeline. So. Yeah, so yeah, they all decide to do that. And then this is when the other, uh, the penguin yep. uh, inmate comes in trying to get help he's because he was in me. that car yeah. accident. Yeah, and he's he's got like a big like Gosh. cut on his forehead. Oh, yeah. yeah, like he obviously hurt himself in that crash and he went to the hospital to try to get help. Yeah, so he walks in and he's trying to say help me, but everybody's like screaming. Um, so they're like, you know, one lady sees him and sees him and he's obviously in a Smith's Grove sanitarium inmate like outfit, right? So I believe that. Yeah. Again, everybody's like, oh, so it's Michael Myers. So they all decide to, like, chase him. And they're, like, basically, like, lynching him and chasing him all the way through this hospital, through all the different floors and all this stuff. Um, And then uh, Laurie Strode's daughter decides that she's going to try to help him and save him. Well, because, you know, once Laurie, the sheriff, uh, Karen, even Tommy at this point see see a look at his face and they all realize it's not michael myers and karen right. goes you know telling tommy to stop he's like i can't the mob's too riled up which he caused right yeah, yeah. i mean he was the start of it right yeah, all, but all he can't stop all it. the people that would know michael myers realize that's not michael myers but the mob right. doesn't yeah yeah and jamie lee, yeah jamie lee cares so sorry Lori strode comes out of her you know because she's like post-surgery at this point right um, and she like comes out to try to stop them. She even like knees somebody in the face or something. Oh well, yeah, she gave her a shot of something in her ass. We don't know what. Do you know oh, what that is? Yeah. No. Jam. Okay. I'm yeah. Good. Again, she should have been dead <laughs> or at the very least asleep and unconscious. Yes. Because she doesn't know what it is, and she filled the whole syringe up with. Yep. It. Like if that was morphine, <laughs> you'd be dead. Right. Um. 
But anyway, yeah. So she does that. She self medicates and is still somehow conscious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she goes to like try to, you know, knee somebody in the face and it like looks like she ripped open her stitches or whatever. So she can't do anything. Yeah. So then her daughter decides that she's going to stop him. Yeah. So she like leads him into like this area where she locks the doors on both ends of this area. So if people um, can't, she says she's going to, right. So the people can't get through. She said she's going to protect him. Uh, but then the people come up and they're essentially just like going crazy. They're like smashing the doors and, you know, breaking the windows and breaking the door down and stuff. And so this dude, like at first he grabs his fire extinguisher, like he's going to fight. And then he just immediately changes his mind and, and smashes out the window. And then he like just jumps yep. and just kills himself. Yes. Um, so then, yeah, they all kind of realize, oh, that wasn't uh, him. Yeah, that wasn't him. We're the monsters here. Right. Um, something to point out. So anyway, uh, well, well, <laughs> well, okay. So we have to we have to jump while this is happening. We see Michael Myers in his house. Um, but that's that's going on at the same time. So we know as audience, it's not him. But before that, how Tommy got to the hospital was uh, Marion, Lindsay, and the black couple are finding kids that are wearing the Halloween three masks, saying there's a guy trying to play peekaboo with them. And the the black couple both die in the woman dies in a stupid, hilarious way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She <laughs> she tries to. Okay. She's shooting at Michael Myers at, with like basically point blank range, right? With a desert eagle. Yeah. Okay. Which is it's a hard gun to shoot. It's a powerful gun. I mean, even you know we don't know what caliber it is, but the weakest caliber that gun is is a three fifty seven. Okay, so that is a very powerful gun. And she is shooting it, obviously, without <laughs> the strength or the accuracy to be able to, to hit anything with it. But even at point-blank range, you should be able to hit something. She fires seven times at point-blank range and completely misses all of those times. And then as she gets close, Michael Myers kicks the door open on the car. And she shoots herself. It hits her hand, and she shoots herself. It is probably the funniest part of the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it's hilarious. Marion dies. You know, we had the flashback of the hand coming through the window and grabbing her. She dies, and then right. Lindsay is in there, and she hits. She finds you know as good school ground or parks are loose bricks laying in the playground, and hits Michael, and she hides. But then Tommy pulls up, sees all the death, and takes her to the hospital. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I thought that happened after the hospital. No. But yeah, that's that would be that's why they ended up in hospital. Yes. Right. But yeah, the the problem that I have with this scene is one, they're all supposed to be looking for stuff, right? Yeah. So they stop the car. The person who's driving the car, who has no weapons, yeah. goes alone to go talk to these children. Yep. The people with the gun and everyone else just sits in the car waiting. Yes. Okay. It just just I mean, just pure stupidity right like why would you go by yourself one and two why would somebody not give her the gun at least right anyway but yeah and as they they casually mentioned we don't know how to shoot guns right but the two people with guns don't know how to shoot them are waiting in the car while she walks off by herself right ridiculous because while while this hospital scene is going on we the audience see something else where we have big john and little john that's later no that's the that's in the same time frame. It might be in the time frame, yeah. but it doesn't actually happen until after they go back. Yeah. After the whole hospital. Yeah. Thing. So do you want to get into that then? With Big John and Little John? I will. All right. Um, 
But yeah, so I mean, that, but that's a, the other the second problem I have is that Tommy shows up after giving them the speech of "Don't go alone." Shows up by himself yep. alone. Yep. I mean, just yep. Yeah, they don't even. They literally just gave him the rules two minutes ago, and yep. now he doesn't follow. Correct. Um, yeah. So then we have the whole hospital thing and the lynching, the guy jumping to his death, um, and then they essentially at the end of that scene go like, "Oh no!" Anyway, we're, and they just move on. We're the monsters. Yeah, we're the monsters. That sucks. Move on. See ya. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> like, done. And then, yeah. And then we go to Michael Myers' home, which is now um, the home of uh, a lovely couple of Big John and Little John. Yes. Um, Big John, I don't know. Little John is Michael McDonald, who is He's awesome. From, like, I love, I love, yeah, every, I love and, everything he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a fantastic actor. But anyway, yeah. So they, they're playing like a, a couple, you know, and they're like, looks like they're having a nice evening in. Right? Know, board. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be preparing to like watch a movie and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they like some kids are trying to mess with them and saying like they ate like a razor blade. Yeah. Um, just to trick them to steal their candy, whatever. Um, those are the kids that end up getting killed later. Yes. Um, the the kids that get the, the kids with the mask for the one that were playing in the park. Yeah. Um, later yeah. on. Anyway. Um. Yeah, and those were the masks from Halloween, Halloween three. three. Yep. Yeah, all three of them: the jack o' lantern, the skull, and the witch. Yes. Um, yeah. So then they, you know, they go back in the house, and then the door is open in the back, and he's like, "Oh, did, was there more of them? Did they sneak in through the back door?" Um, so they, he goes and checks. Or no, there was banging. Sorry, there's yeah. banging on the back door. So he goes and checks that there's nobody there. And then there's banging on the front door. So they go and they check, and there's nobody there. And then they look back at the back door, and it's open, and there's like blood on the wall. Right. Pretty high up. So at this point. Yeah, so they're like, oh, at this point, they're like, somebody else is in the house. This isn't a so, child. <laughs> right, yeah, this is not a child. Someone is in her house. So they both pick up knives, and they're, like, searching around. And it was adorable as they're, like, they're searching the house. They keep hey, saying, John. Like, you know, big John, little John. Little John. You know, they're, they're like, calling back to each but other. they split as up. As they're searching. Yeah, but they're split up. <laughs> but at least they're, like, calling each other out so they know, like, that they're still around. At least they're doing that. Right. Um, yeah, so then, uh, you know, Big John goes in the bedroom. Um, Michael comes out and like stabs him in the armpit. That looks painful. Yeah, I was like, that does not look pleasant <laughs> at all. And then as he's like, you know, realizing he just got stabbed in the armpit, like through his chest, and then Michael grabs his head and then pops out his eyes. And just, and he's squeezing his head, like you see his eyes come and out, and stuff his body. coming out of the eyes as he's squeezing the yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so it's not good. So then you know, of course, Little John calls out Big John. He's not answering. So he knows something's wrong. So he goes up to check it out, and then um, yeah, they don't actually show. Well, no, he got no, yeah because because Michael is standing and where where he's looking out the window is Judith's room, right? So he's looking over Haddonfield, and then he gets right. interrupted yeah. by Little John, right? Yeah, and so then he gets stabbed, and then just kind of cut out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and at this point, um. Uh, this is when Lonnie Cameron, yeah, Lonnie, Allison, and Cameron are looking around, and they decide to go. Well, they're looking at a map, and they're seeing like where these attacks are happening, and they figure out that oh, he's going home. Right, it was the straight line from Lori's compound right. to the Myers house. Right, yeah. So instead of like you know calling everyone else and telling them where they're going and not what they figured out, they just go on their own. Yep. And then of course they immediately break their rule again. So we're like, oh, yeah, we're all going to go check it out, right? They all have guns and stuff. And Lonnie gets there and he goes, okay, you guys wait here. I'm going to go check it out by myself. Don't come in. 
Right. Yeah. Specifically, don't come in, just sit here and wait, which is, again, why do you bother having these other people with you if you're not going right. to have them as backup? Yeah. Just leave them at the hospital. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So he goes in. Um, they're like, you know, like three seconds later, they hear a gunshot and they don't hear anything else. So then, yeah, Cameron and, and Allison go in to try to, you know, find out what's going on. Um, they find uh, Big John and Little John dead yep. in the room. And it looks like Little John lived long enough to drag Big John's body into another room and put on like a record, which is probably like their song or something. I'm guessing. They were playing old um, spooky records. Well, he was. Oh, yeah. Big John was playing old spooky record at the beginning. Yeah. But this is a different song. I'm guessing it was like their song or at least yeah. his favorite song, whatever it was. Because Big John was probably already dead at that point. So, yeah, he just kind of, like, lays down with Big John's head in his lap and obviously just died then. Because then you can see, like, there's multiple knives sticking out of him. Yeah. Um, so so they, uh, instead of trying to help him, they pull a knife out of him. I don't know why. Because you always <laughs> take a knife out of a body. Well, but they already have guns. It's like, why do you need this knife that's already been used as a murder weapon? Because anyway. you always take a murder weapon out of a body to use yeah. All right. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then they're doing that. And of course they immediately split up yep. again because that's what you do. Um, so yeah. So they split up. Uh, Michael Myers comes out and essentially just beats the crap oh, out of yeah. Cameron. I mean, just, I mean, he gets, he gets it bad. Oh yeah. Um, he's got, he's getting beat up. Like she's at the, at the bottom of the stair. Well, she no, gets, she gets thrown over. The no, she got stabbed in the leg. Yeah. Well, she got thrown down the stairs and that like broke her leg or something like that. Yeah. Injured her leg, whatever it was. Yeah. So she wasn't able to climb back up the stairs. So you just had to watch him beat Cameron to death. I mean, like he was like just, you know, smashing him up against the railing and the wall and, and all kinds of stuff. And then like he's obviously unconscious, but he's probably still alive at this point. Yeah. And then she's like trying to go to him into coming down the stairs because, you know, with her hurt leg, she can't go up the stairs. So then he's like slowly walking down the stairs and he stops when he gets to his head and he just like just snaps it. So I mean, like if he could have lived up until that point. After that point, there's no way he's dead. His oh, head yeah. is completely turned oh, around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he goes down and they, you know, they, she tries to like fight and she, she gets like immediately knocked down. And then um, her mom comes in and like essentially. Like saves her, stabs, uh, but, stabs but, him with a pitchfork. Right, yeah, stabs him with a pitchfork, um, and then pretty much just takes his mask off, and then is like, "Oh, you want your mask? You know, come follow me, come get me, kill, kill me instead." Even right, though she, yeah. so then even she though like, she stabbed him, kicked him right. his head against stairs a couple of times, and then instead of continuing well, it, to do stuff, <laughs> right, or instead of keeping. The pitchfork. Right. She immediately throw, tosses it aside. Anyway, yeah. whatever. So she, you know, she grabs his mask. Like, oh, come get it. And so she runs through, like, you know, across the street, runs through the backyard of those houses to the next street over. Um, and then as he gets there, he sees his mask, like, you know, in the middle of the street. And she's like, oh, come over over here. And so he walks in the middle of the street, and then that's when you know, car headlights turn on. And other cars pull up, and now it's like Tommy Doyle and all of the people that were searching the neighborhood for him are now all here, and they're all ready to, you know, get vengeance on Michael Myers. Does what, what um, dies tonight? Well, yeah, evil, evil dies, evil dies, <laughs> evil dies tonight. Yes. Um. So yeah. So they all get out, and it's like all you know this. I don't know ragtag crew. I don't know. Yes. Hockey sticks, four anybody. by fours, right. and iron. Right. Like one guy has a gun. I think. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. I mean, this happens all the time in movies, and it's just, it always, like, 
annoys the shit out of me. If a bunch of people are standing in a circle, don't shoot at the guy in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you're standing in a circle, even if you hit the guy you're aiming at, the bullet's probably going to go through it and hit somebody on the other side. Like if you're going to shoot someone, you stand in a line and you shoot the other way, yes. right? You don't stand in a circle and then try to shoot at the thing in the middle because you're going to shoot your own people. But of course, every movie this happens and nobody ever gets shot. But um, so yeah, so the one guy, you know, they're, basically they're beating the crap out of him. They get him down on the ground, and then well, and it looks like he's not. And then doing we get well. like a voiceover from Laurie saying that he's fed by anger and hatred. Yeah. Well, yeah. The more people he kills, the more powerful yes. he gets. So we get like a supernatural. Right, yeah, this yeah, this Voice supernatural over, yeah. element comes in yeah. at this point, yeah. which has not been suggested at all, but now it does. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that so he basically, you know, I don't know if he there I don't know if he was like supposed to like psychically hear this or know this, but basically he gets like his, you know, movie second wind at this it's point. It's his mojo back. Right. <laughs> right, where he just like stands up and just kind of throws everybody off and then just starts, you know, annihilating everybody. One by so one. He's repeating they only attack yeah, one by one. Of course. I mean, you can't all rush at him at once. Um, so he's basically uh, repeating the fireman fight. Right. You know, where he's just demolishing everybody. And it's assumed that everyone dies because. Bracket dies. Um, he gets his throat sliced. Yeah. The cop. Right. Tommy. Um, yeah. Dies. Well, I'm just saying, I'm assuming all of the people that were on the street are dead. Died. Yeah. Right. And then, like, Karen, instead of watching all this, well, no, she gives him a good stab in the back when he's down. Right. And then she and walks then she away. Walks away. Tommy says, and don't worry, goes, Karen. We got this. Right. And so then she goes back to Michael Myers' house and then goes and stands in the window that he normally stood in to, to look out the window. Right. Um, and so, then, yeah, they, they show, like, Michael Myers basically killing everybody. And they cut away before he kills absolutely everybody but it's just kind of assumed that he kills everyone. Right. Um, and then the last scene of the movie is he pops up behind um, Laurie Strode's daughter and kills her. Right, stabs her, kills her. Movie. Over. Well, and then he's staring out the window, and we then uh, Laurie's looking out the window, and it's like they're looking at each other from across Haddonfield, setting up the final showdown. Somewhere <laughs> out there, right? Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. They're both looking at the same moon, exactly. And then just ends, which is weird. Yep. Yeah, on a, on a nice positive note. Well, I mean, he's he sneakily went through the back door while there's cops and paramedics in the front of the house. <laughs> of course. And then Karen, for every reason, went into look out the window. Well, again, it, it's back and forth as to whether he decides to show himself or hide in the shadows, because he does both in this movie. Right. Which, and every other movie, he's always done the sneakier thing. Right? Correct. I mean, he might not have succeeded in his sneaky thing, but at least he tries the sneaky thing. He's not dumb enough to walk into a group of cops. Right. But apparently in this movie, he can't. Uh, so what were your first thoughts on this? Um, I was just like increasingly annoyed as the movie <laughs> kept going on of just like how ridiculous these, you know, these scenes are and how like it, they're just not following any of their own rules. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think. All right. Again, it was just <laughs> I was just increasingly getting like upset, like, come on. Like, come on, like every time, like every, every, like I had to stop it and take a break a couple times because I had to stop myself from doing other things. Oh, I was wow. Very annoyed with this movie. Yeah, that's very, I mean, 
So yeah, as, as I was moving it, I was just I was I was as I was watching, I was just getting more and more annoyed as I was going along. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, this wasn't my first time seeing it. Um, first thought, yeah, there was definitely gaping plot problems. I I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, on the rewatch, uh, you know, it's it's the Halloween two essentially of the reboot franchise. Cause it's the same night. Um, so like I said, it's going to be in my rewatch list. Do I get annoyed by some of these things? Yeah, I do. But I mean, re- watching these so close together, you know, you, you see the black couple, you see elements cause Lonnie's mentioned in the first movie, but not seen. Right. Right. Um, but really my first thoughts were the retroactive, body count, the retroactive legacies were my problem with it. And my, those were my first thoughts. Yeah. I mean, and again, some of it is like, it's okay. You know, like the, the whole cop thing that did happen after the first movie, right? Yeah. But like the whole Lonnie thing that would have happened, that would have had to happen before the end of the first movie. Yes. So like, they're just adding, they're adding legacies. Scenes. Right. Un- Just, I mean, for no reason. I mean, they could have easily, yeah, they could have easily put anybody else in that role. Like, you could have said, oh, this is another kid that was our friend, or I mean, some anything. It doesn't matter. Well, you have to, like, go back in time to, like, make up a scene. Well, he could have, Lonnie could have, I think he mentioned that he gave Tommy crap. So he could have just been one of the bullies that knocked Tommy down the first one when he smashed his pumpkin. Right. He didn't have to rectally, rectively go back and sh- introduce a backstory to him. He's just a new character. Right. Right. <sighs> yeah, something. I don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Um So are you gonna rewatch this? Uh probably okay. not. So it's on my rewatch list. It's it, it'll be there. It's okay ish. Like I said, I mean the first one in this trilogy is not not bad. I mean it's it's a decent movie. Like I would I would watch it again. This one, I don't think so. It's just, it's so annoying to me. Like there's some movies that just that people do so annoying things that it just I just can't I have a hard time getting through it. Yeah. Like basically like any M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh. I have a hard time getting through because there there's just ridiculous choices made in the like the middle of the movie where you're like, What? Yeah. Um, and I just can't get over it. Most most people don't, you know, focus on those things. But I like I hyper focus on stuff that doesn't make any sense. Right. So, lore for this though. Yeah. Obviously the the whole evil dies tonight that he's fed by murder. He's fed by hatred, and we get more of a supernatural element to it. Like we've seen him take damage. But he took a decent amount of damage. Oh yeah, they t- it took a decent amount of damage, and and the thing, um, I mean, I guess you can call it lore, but I, I just one of the things I don't like about this movie is they just kind of like Mary sued him to be this like unstoppable killing machine, right? So where like he was also supposed to, he's always supposed to have some element of humanity to him, right? You know, so like in the first one, he gets his fingers blown off, like that doesn't happen to an unstoppable killing machine, right? right. Like, I mean, obviously he's, he's singular focused on one thing and that's murder and that's scary. And, you know, and if, you know, somebody can be extremely dangerous when they do that, but he's still technically human. And this one basically like takes that human element away. Like this guy is just, 
you know, some supernatural, you know, monster killing machine that can kill, you know, just massive groups of 20 people. Half his age. Right. Well, just like it's not. Did you notice that his, he taped up his shot off fingers? Like he administered like healing stuff to him, which would show that he's human, but this is in the middle of him getting beat to crap. And then all of a sudden getting stronger by anger and fear and right like also like what he's never attended to wounds ever right and also now he has i'm assuming it's just a way to tape down the fingers for, for the movie i'm gonna say like okay if you're gonna open the movie with him just like walking into a group of people that can clearly see him and just fight them in the open like that why does he bother sneaking around for the rest of the movie why did he bother stopping for the cops in the flashback? Right. Right. If he's able to do that 40 years before that, he probably could have taken those cops. Right. That's he a, let himself yeah, get arrested. Right. But as I'm saying, like this way, it just, it goes back and forth. It doesn't make sense. It's like nobody like laid out all of this stuff and said, Hey, isn't it weird that he does this and this and this at the same time? Like, no, nobody cares. Yeah. He's just he's just this Mary Sue killing machine that can do whatever they feel like that he can do at that point. In time. Well, and how he survives a fire, he went essentially into a fireproof area. Why would you have a fireproof area when your plan is to set the thing on fire? Well, like I said, if your plan is to trap somebody in the basement, why would you keep your guns down right. there? What are you thinking? Right. I mean, yeah, he hasn't used a gun previously but that that was it like it, their only experience at that time was is he murdered three teenagers with a knife yeah you know they don't know that if he was given a gun if he would use it or not right you know they don't know that if you know how to drive he can shoot a gun right Ugh. all right so what what so are what are highlights for you in this movie uh Let's see highlights in this movie. I did like a lot of the the throwbacks that they mm-hmm. did in this one. Um, like I like that the sheriff Beckett was there. I like that. Um, you know, well Tommy, it wasn't the same actor obviously, but that Tommy was was brought back. Um, I mean the nurse was brought back. Was is Lindsay? Lindsay's not the same. Actress, oh, that's exactly it? the same actress. Okay, I was gonna say like Kyle I Richard. assume so. Yeah. Yeah, because usually when they look, you know, kind of like a little rough around the edges like that, usually that means like, the, like I said, that that sheriff was not looking no. good. Like he was sitting down for most of his scenes because I'm pretty sure it hurt to stand up. Like well, He did yeah. not look all that good. I, I want- it was great having him there. He could still talk and act. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was great in that. It just looked like physically he would have a hard right. time with the role. But I mean, yeah, they brought back, you know, three actual legacy characters, actors. Right. Yeah. I was, I was so hoping Kyle like, Richards would be pointing across the dinner table yelling and there'd be a cat yelling back because that's her. That's her <laughs> in the meme from the desperate, the real housewives. Is that yeah, really her? That's her. That the meme is her. Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, I've, of course I've seen the meme. I yeah, did not know that. Was that's her. her. Who is she married? To? I don't know. <laughs> is she, is she the famous one or is her husband the famous one? Right. I think she is, but it's okay. like, it's, I, I mean, they, Paul Rudd was in talks to come back to play Tommy Doyle, which would have been a good throwback to him being Tommy Doyle. Well, okay. But I mean, can you see Paul Rudd being like a badass like that? I, I honestly think if Paul Rudd was Tommy Doyle, Tommy Doyle would have been written differently. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't think that would have 
been the same character. Like, I I can't see Paul Rudd swinging a bat going like, come on. I, I can't see that. Right. I just can't see it. Come on, guys. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Whatever. I, I don't see that happening. But um, I did like this. Or, you know, like the masks from Halloween 3. Like, they even had the silver shamrock yes. button on them and everything. I mean, they were the exact same masks. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was a lot of interesting stuff. You know, they had the the kind of flashback with the nurse that was attacked in the car in the yep. beginning. Um, like she actually, they actually showed Michael smash like slapping the window exactly how he did in the original. This time, this time without the visible wrench on his hand. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it looked like yeah, it looked like the the glass was like made out of like plastic or paper yeah. or something in the original like it bubbled when it broke. Yeah. It was weird looking. Well, they also have Nick um, Castle who played the shape come back and play him every once in a while like he was doing the breathing scenes or the window scenes right and and in the first one and then this yeah. one yeah he did yeah. and the third one he did not but he did make a camp yes he did clearly <laughs> clearly him yeah it was very clearly him but he didn't do any of the the costume stuff right. as the shape yeah. he was just there as a cameo i mean yeah. yeah the the actual legacy characters yeah absolutely a highlight i like that they did that like they acknowledged things yeah um yeah so yeah highlight that would be it what's your highlight uh no i i i agree with that the the highlights with the the actual legacy characters that everyone came back that they gave them stuff to do you know like i said i mean i don't think they used them very well but it was nice it was interesting to see they did not use marion well to get killed off and tommy to get killed off uh i have I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about that. His character, the way Tommy was, yes, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if it was Paul Rudd's Tommy, I, I would have, like I said, would have felt different differently. I don't think I don't think he would have been that way. Um, another highlight is it really feels like it's the same night because they have the callbacks with Lonnie being mentioned, the black couple being seen. Ever so briefly, it really felt like they're both filmed at the same time with in mind. Like it was consistency was phenomenal. Right. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a few years later. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, because of COVID like three COVID years happened. later. Right. Right. And so, like, but I'm saying, like, it really truly felt like a full on proper sequel. Like everything was there. Like they filmed it all, both movies at the same time. And I love that feeling. Yeah, because obviously Halloween two, yes, it's the same night, but people change a little bit. You know, Lori's hair was drastically different because she had to wear a wig to get that hairstyle back. Right, um, but this really felt like the same night and a straight continuation. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. So, what about low points for you? Low points. I'm sure there's a few. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to focus them on in one okay. area. Uh, low points is uh, I think they changed a lot of the characters' personalities between mm-hmm. this first movie and the second movie. Um, I mean, one obviously they did the same thing to Laurie Strode that they did in Halloween Two, the original. Yeah. Is that yeah, she was like in the hospital, but like essentially now she's powerless, yep. right? Um, but in this one, there wasn't even like it wasn't even Michael Myers stalking the hospital. She was just in the hospital. Yeah. And that was it. She could not leave the hospital. That was, that was the end of the story. She was essentially taken out of the interesting part of this story 
And she was just there to give like some exposition and to kind of sort of flirt with the cop guy, I guess. I mean, I guess that's what she's doing. But again, like she, a lot of her strength was taken away. Like she just wasn't, I mean, she was still strong. Like she still tried to fight that one guy in the hallway, but then she was like immediately got hurt. Yeah. And then she just sat in a, in a, in a hospital bed. You know, and then her her granddaughter, Allison, who in the first movie was just like a scream queen who was afraid of everything, just running around screaming like the, like it took her like all her strength at the end to like pick up a knife to save her mother's life. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden in this one, she's like badass, like, I didn't give me a gun. I'm going to go hunt him. Like, I mean, one, we know for a fact she does not know how to shoot. Again right. It's been 30. It's they, been 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Well, and again, but they they focused on like. Laurie Strode's daughter yeah. was was taught taught how to use a gun and was taught how to defend herself and all that kind of stuff until she was twelve when she got taken away and she always resented her mother for doing that stuff. So we know for a fact she didn't make her daughter do right. it, because that was the thing that she was so upset about. So we know she doesn't know how to fight. We know she doesn't know how to shoot. And now all of a sudden she's all gung ho. Like the mom, if the mom was in that role, like she wanted to go out and hunt, I would be totally fine. Right, with it. I would have no problem because. That kind of sort of fits, right? That would be like an evolution of her character. Like, you know, I, now that this is back, I'm going to protect my grand. I'm going to protect my daughter. I'm going to protect my mother who can't protect me anymore. Right. Because she's injured. I'm going to go do that. But instead, we get the, you know, the granddaughter who doesn't know how to do anything the with her boyfriend. Who I don't know why she would decide to just forgive him immediately and then go with him and his dad. Right. I, again, there's, there's, there's so many things that are just like, you know glossed over or forgotten about or like personalities completely change and it's and i don't know it just it's very inconsistent with that but i would say yeah, my low point is probably how kind of removed Lori is from this story yeah i i would agree with that and my low point will tie into the third one that little brief spoiler here they like they took it out like like they had it set up for a final battle. Like she won the first round. She couldn't do the second and it was setting up a, like the final showdown. And that's what just seemed like a lull point, like a ending on a bad note, empire strike back type thing. Right. Right. And it doesn't pay off. No. (laughs) So they set up for something more spectacular than what they could do. Or what they did. Correct. So right. that because of all the trilogy now, that became my low point. That's fair. And just the waste of legacy characters. <laughs> Correct. Oh, and, and the the retroactive legacy characters. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't think it's necessary. No. You know. No. I mean, they could have just been their friend or they could have made it somebody else. I don't know why they have to like, you know, insert in. Yeah you know, their character that they wanted. It's yeah. Yeah. So what number of butcher knives did you give this out of 10? Oh man. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, (laughs) it's not high. (laughs) Uh, Four, four butcher knives out of 10. Four. Um, you know, despite all of this stuff, I'm I'm probably going to uh, seven. I think it's a decent enough follow up to watch it. Like I said, there's some things they did well with the follow up, and then some things they're just very inconsistent on. And they just again, the whole 
kind of Mary Sue aspect of Michael Myers and what he is now capable of versus what he was always been capable of before. It just is really, really off putting. Yeah. Especially for how like the first one was pretty faithful. Yeah. Right? It was pretty faithful to the original. Like they didn't give him magic powers or anything like that. And then this one just like took a right turn and, you know, into magic town. Yeah. So we're like, all of a sudden now he's invincible and he's, you know, magical and all that kind of stuff. I just uh, completely unnecessary. Well, they, like they didn't want to do these connections. And that's why they ignored the rest. But then they started showing the elements of more superhuman stuff behind them. And I agree that if you're going to steer away from that, steer away from it. But they didn't. But then they go, we'll get into the third one where it's iffy about that point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, as as, well, we'll get into that. (laughs) So. All right. So let's 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 tag team Halloween ends. And well, Halloween ends. So we go with spoiler warning. Spoiler again. warning. Spoiler yeah. warning. This movie just came out. Like it came out like a week ago. Right. So, so we wait. We wait. If you haven't yeah. watched, if you haven't watched a new Halloween movie in the last week, this will be a spoiler. For yes. You. And we, we purposely waited a week, um, you know, to give people time to watch this in case that time frame. Mm-hmm. Right. Are we going to be nice like that in the future? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just because this month is so heavy. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll kick it off. Right. Um, so we, we see Halloween 2019. So the opening is a year after the events of the first two movies where we see some kid, you know, babysitting, I think Corey's his name, um, yep. at a really rich house in, in Haddonfield, you know, parents, you know, he's been there before they kind of know him, stuff like that. Right. Um, and the, you know, the, the boy he's babysitting is kind of an asshole. Uh, they were watching, they were watching the thing. Yes, they the were John Carpenter thing. We finally got that. We mentioned it. <laughs> before seeing right. this like you know they should do that and they're actually watching this. well it wasn't even out yet it wasn't even out yet when we saw right that. <laughs> so that's good i like that that's that's great for us <laughs> i think we had the same idea that they did right, <laughs> right. um so the, the you know the guy's kind of a loser right you can tell you know he's seems really really smart good electronics like what going to mit or something like that right um yeah yeah just yeah. very very awkward uh, his ba- right. the guy he the boy he's babysitting just becomes an asshole. He traps him in the attic, and he's getting p- freaked out because the parents are coming home. He's screaming, "Hey, I'm going to kill you! I'm going to kill you!" He's trying to get out. The boy wouldn't lock the door. Kicks it open, hits the boy, and he falls down two stories, and just gets. Wrecked. I think it was higher than two. Three. Yeah, I think it was, and three. just gets wrecked. So he's yeah, a- it lands on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, that was an interesting start. Like, the opposite. You know, we always start with the babysitter type thing, and the, the kid gets killed. Um, right. He gets accused of killing the kid because the parents heard him screaming, I'm going to kill you, and then the kid ends up dead. Well, I'm sure he would get accused even if they didn't hear that. I mean, if you're the babysitter and the kid's dead when they get home, yeah, you're going to be the first suspect. Right. Um, so then we kind of, you know, Cut forward three years. Now we're in 2022. We skipped the pandemic. Yay. Um, and, you know, so the town's still reeling. People, 
are kind of, you know, blaming Lori for all this stuff that's happening. And all of a sudden, now she's in a nice house. She's celebrating Halloween. After 44 years, she's celebrating Halloween. She's she's right. taking care of her granddaughter, who's now a nurse. Um, and stuff like that, right? And, um, Corey, you know, became a pariah of the town, working at his I stepfather's or mom's boyfriend's scrapyard, and uh, is building, you know, really working on engines, is able to really work on that because you can tell he's that's kind of like what he likes to do. Right. Poor Ronald. He was a good. He was a good dude. He was a nice guy. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, like I said, Lori's being uh, as a prior, you know, we, we've got to mention the elderly couple that were married that were flying the drone next to Lori's house. The woman gets stabbed in the neck with a fluorescent light bulb. She's right. still alive. Even though Michael Step goes out. around and makes sure all his victims are dead, she's alive, but she can't talk. So we have a, a right. Brief glimpse, you know, they're blaming, they blame Lori Schrode for all the evil that has been stowed upon Haddonfield, that she's, her and Allison are pariahs. And now we have this Corey guy who's also a pariah. Um, he is at, like, a gas station, <clears throat> something like that, a gas station, and he starts getting picked on by extras from uh, Chappie. <laughs> that yeah. guy's haircut was... The haircuts that the band had, in yeah, that, yeah, that's die, yeah, die word. Yeah. yeah, that's a definitely a die word haircut. Yeah, so Corey, who's not a high schooler, is getting picked on by these like four foot, five foot two kids that are not big at all. Um, yeah. they like, uh, did they cut his hand? No, he's yeah. He, no, he was. Yeah, they were making fun well, of he him. Squeezes and he squeezes the bottle and it. cuts his hand open. Well, he squeezes his bottle, and I think that hurts him a little bit, but then the kid pushes him down, yeah. and when he goes to, like, put his hand to, like, stop himself, I think the glass stabbed into his yeah. Um And uh, Lori's there and sees it, and goes, oh, this poor kid, you know, we gotta take you, my, my, my granddaughter is a nurse, we'll take you know, take care of you. She sees him probably as the way that she sees there, because they're both outcasts of Haddonfield. So she kind of feels for him, right? That she probably knows that it was an accident, and he was obviously cleared of it, but I think it was ruled an accident. Yeah. But he still—they were really, really pushing that like love at first sight. Oh yeah, and like, yeah, she was like you, you, like obviously very attracted to him immediately. Yes, and yeah, she's working on the hand. You know, she didn't get the job because we find out that her coworker did the head nurse, whatever it was, with the doctor. We found later that they're screwing charge nurse. nurse. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's something going on. And they're just, yeah, love at first sight. Allison and Corey are just, like, together. And, like, no one understands why she's with Corey. He's a prize. She used to date a cop and just gets a whole bunch of crap. You know, Corey is picked on, you know, by uh, everyone, including his mom. Everyone except his, I guess, stepdad or whoever he is who's just doing the best he can for him. Seems to really care about him. Ronald. Yeah. He's a good guy. Ronald's a dude. Yeah. Um, he like he liked Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, they go to a Halloween party. Even Corey didn't want to go. Uh, there's a flasher wearing a skin man outfit who's played by Nick Castle. 
<laughs> right. Um, and people see him there, and he's just uh, being seen by the boy's uh, mother that he had killed accidentally. And she goes off on him saying, you know, you're, you shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. They have a fight because he didn't want to go out, even though he did. Um, it, you know, he leaves, she leaves, and lo and behold, the, the chap you want to be extras find him and throw him off a bridge. Yep. Because, you know, he, except one person at that time is like, we shouldn't be doing this. They didn't want to do it, and they throw him off, like, what, a 10-foot bridge? Let's say, yeah, maybe, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that tall, but it was it was Not, it was high enough to. Oh hurt. yeah, I mean, it was, it was like one of the drainage was just like on the concrete, it didn't fall in the water, right? Um, and then he is dragged in the sewers, and he's confronted by Michael Myers. Right, and now, okay, <laughs> I'm very confused at this yes. point because the second one they made all of these things, like especially even as he was killing people, talking about how oh he gets his power when he kills people, and he's killing people, and it's like showing him getting stronger, right? right? And then it kind of cuts away, like oh he killed all of these people, and then he shows up right behind the daughter and kills her, yes. right? And then no mention of him has been said for the last four years. Obviously, people would say if he's still around and they knew he was still around. And now all of a sudden he's like decrepit yep. and he can't like move and he can't do anything. Well, Killing one in four years. So so it's like if murder is like fuel yes. to him, like he needs murder to survive. And not only does it just make him stronger, but it's fuel for him to survive. Yes. Okay. I'm yep. just, just clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. You know, he's able, uh, Corey's able to overpower the decrepit 65 year old Michael Myers at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, quali- he qualifies as a senior yeah, citizen. Right. And, but, um, you know, he, there's a homeless guy on the way out. Corey confronts him and stabs him and flees. And then, you know, oh, okay. To be fair, that old guy threatened him with the knife. Yeah. That old guy said, "I'm Michael Myers," <laughs> and he and he tried to kill. He tried to come in at him with the knife, so he stabbed him with his own knife. Right. Well, he yeah and, he in very clearly so. Well, he wasn't expecting him to live because he's seen he's seen people go into the sewer, not come out. So that means once again, people are getting killed by Michael Myers in that sewer, but he's still not strong enough. Well, there was also um, when he was getting thrown off the bridge. Yeah. If you notice, the billboard behind them was a billboard for a missing girl that has been missing since last Halloween. Yeah. So, so yeah. they've alluded so at, to at her. least like once. A, yeah, at least once a year, they're kind of alluding that he kills somebody once yeah. a year. At least yeah. that—that's what's keeping him alive. Is is one murder a year? Even though somehow he survived forty years for forty years without killing anyone, and he was fine. Correct. But he wasn't severely right, yeah. damaged like he was. So. Who knows? He wasn't damaged at all at the end of the second one. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if they ended it on him getting the crap beat out of him or, like, you know, getting shot in, like, a, a fake death ending, I could get why he would be decrepit and, like, you know, weak. Yeah. But, it, no, he ended on a strong note. He ended on a murder right. note. He should be fine. And, no, he's now he's... Right. Weak. He killed, like, 20 people. Yeah. Right. Um... But he goes out on a date with Allison. He, I think, he tells her that he killed someone. He does, but he's talking about the kid. Yeah, and then he brings her to the house to show her. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. So yeah, he was like sleeping. Yeah. Goes in the spot, cries, blah, blah, blah. They go out to dinner. Then the ex boyfriend cop harasses him and he kind of lures the cop to follow him. Like he knows he's going to get followed. He lures him to the sewer. Uh, Michael emerges and they kind of, he kills the cop and, uh, like then all of a sudden they like stare into each other's eyes. Like they're going to kiss. <laughs> like, like, Ooh, you like to kill people. I like to kill people too. Imagine that. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. That's so it's a very supernatural connection. All of a sudden they have, um, Right, so we kind of get cut back to you know Allison not being passed, so he kind of gets revenge for her by going to the doctor's house where she works at the clinic, and mm-hmm. he's wooing the nurse that he promoted. They're having an affair, blah blah. Allison's an affair. Was he married, or is this a flick? No, I don't. I don't think he was married. I think it was just him. It was her. I don't know. I think it was both of them, honestly. Like she was trying to get ahead at the job by sleeping with the doctor. Right. And the doctor was willing to let her get the promotion by sleeping with him, kind of. Right. So, yeah, they were like mutually using each right. other. Right. Um, so they're going to do it as you do. And uh, Corey shows up and kills him. And he kills her. No, kills him. I'm sorry. Well, he kills the nurse, too. Oh, no. Michael kills the nurse. Yes. So they, they are now killing together. Um, but Right, they're tagging. Yeah, they're tagging. Lonnie's, wasn't, was Corey wearing a plastic mask? Yeah, he was wearing uh, the scarecrow mask. That was the mask that he wore to the yeah. park. So we're once again in cheap mask territory. Correct. That, you know, he's now helping get killed for Michael Myers to make <laughs> right. him stronger. That's, that's kind of what they're. That's kind of what they're alluding yeah. to, right? And but but Michael apparently shows up on his own to help, anyway. right? Which is weird. But at this point, Agreed. we have like yeah. two minutes of Michael Myers, like half more than halfway through the movie. Well, he doesn't make his first appearance until forty minutes through the movie. I paused it till I could find out exactly how long it took yeah. to show him, and it was forty minutes. Yeah. Forty minutes is when we see the first instance of him, like you know, reaching his hand out to grab. Corey yeah. when he was in that thing is 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah, that's not a long Michael Myers movie. Um, <laughs> right. you know, meanwhile, like this, Lori's writing a book. She's going to write her memoirs. Um, but now she's starting to get suspicious of Corey because she starts to see the evil in him. So kind of like saying, hey, stay away from my granddaughter. You're turning evil. Tries to tell people. And Allison's like, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. This is love. We're gonna run away together. Yep. Um solid yeah. plan. Yeah. Uh you wanna take it over from there? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, they decide they're gonna run away together. Um and at this point, um Lori uh basically sees the black eyes in, in the darkest uh, eyes in Lori's head now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's pulling a Dr. Loomis to where she doesn't have any real evidence at this yes. point as to why she doesn't like him, but she just sees Michael's eyes in him and knows that he's 
somehow I don't think she knows he's linked to Michael, but thinks that he's some kind of like dark murdering kind of person. Right. right? And so like when he shows up at the house to like pick up Allison, she she looks out the window and she sees him like lurking behind a bush, like how Michael yeah. did to her in the beginning of, of the ninth and Soviet Halloween. So yeah, she like immediately suspects him. So she's like, you know, tries to explain to her daughter or, you know, her granddaughter, like, hey, this dude's like bad news. You like shouldn't hang out with this guy anymore. Right. And she goes, no, we're in love. You don't understand, grandma, grandmother. Right. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So then he's like, he's like kind of like slipping like downward. It isn't like a downward spiral kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Like he's, you know, his mom is, is like, you know getting angry at him and slapping him and you know all this you know, like he's just like you know getting angrier and angrier kind of thing. right um so yeah he's kind of he's kind of spiraling out um so he is like trying to convince her that they need to just like leave yeah right they need to like just leave Haddonfield and just go anywhere else and they can start their lives over you know like both the, you know the town knows both of us and knows our history we need to go somewhere where they don't know our history kind of thing. right you know, so that's, that's kind of like where they're where they're going, and then she's kind of trying to stop him. So uh, Lori sees her packing, you know, getting ready to go, and confronts her about the whole thing. Um, and at this point, um, Corey is kind of getting unhinged. I mean, he was a little unhinged. I mean, obviously he's killing people, right? Yeah. Uh, but at least he was doing it for kind of sort of a, a, a selfless reason. I mean, it's still bad to be killing people obviously but at least he was doing it for someone yeah. else and at this point he just starts killing on his own like he, he kills his mom yep. <laughs> you know i mean he's like it, it, again it's just now he's going bad and it seems to me like every kill that he does the kind of more darker and unhinged he becomes yeah i mean at this point i don't know how allison doesn't see it because he acts like a completely different person right i mean he's like very like quiet and brooding and like talks in the voice like this you know i mean he's totally different like you know because he was you know talking like a kind of high-pitched nerdy voice in right. the beginning you know when she first met him like it totally physically yes. different. you know obviously physically and mentally different anyway um so uh at this i'm trying to remember, oh at this point and yeah and then he decides like he's going to get revenge on those kids that threw him off the bridge yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he goes and finds him at the gas station. Apparently, they just hang out at this gas station. Um, so he writes, like, Psycho on their hood with a knife um, and then gets on his motorcycle, and then they chase him. And they chase him to uh, the, the, the yeah. car lot. Yeah, the scrapyard where he worked at, where uh, his stepdad, Ronald, is in the office watching Van Damme movie. Right. <laughs> watching a Van Damme movie, but he's got headphones on, so that's why he doesn't hear Um So anyway, so he leads them there. And so, you know, he leaves his, uh, his motorcycle in the open. Um, so they get there and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to teach him. We're going to, you know, grab his motorcycle, chain it up to our car, and we're going to drive around the neighborhood and mess it all up. You know, so they tie the chain around the bike and he goes, all right, Billy, hit it. And Billy doesn't hit it. And he goes over and he's like, what's wrong, Billy? And he pulls his head back and he's got like a screwdriver through his eyeball, right? Billy's not making it. Billy's dead. That's the mullet dude. Right. Who, who probably deserved it. I did not no. like, I did not like mullet Billy. He was a direct. Um, yeah. So at this point it's like, they're all like, Oh, right. And then, you know, so this tow truck, like the lights come on and it's chasing him down. And the one guy realizes that, Hey, this truck can only go in one direction. And he goes the other direction. 
And then the, the, uh, the, the two girls that are there decide, Hey, let's just keep running. They, they went to the, uh, the Prometheus school of running. Correct. And they just decide to run in the exact path that the, that the obstacle is coming in so that you make sure you get hit by it. Um, so yeah, so the one, one girl ends up making it over the fence. The one girl barely makes it over and then gets run over. Yeah. Right. But she's not quite, she's not quite dead. She's just, tr- the, the tow truck has trapped the fence on top. I'm not dead yet. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. So then the other girl comes over and, like, tries to help him. And then he gets out. Um, He's wearing his coveralls, right? So, like, his transition to, to Michael Myers is, is becoming more and more complete. Um, And then he hits her with the, the monkey wrench. Um, And then that's when we, we see that he's also wearing Michael Myers' mask. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think we clarify that he did go back to michael and try to like get him to come with them to go kill people and he wouldn't so he just took his mask he, he beat up a 65 year old um, man that was essentially dying, right it seems like <laughs> right yeah yeah essentially yeah, he, he's out of murder fuel or whatever whatever is going on with him um so he takes his mask so he's gonna go kill people himself yeah. and then sorry that's when i think he kills his mom yeah. and that's when he starts this whole thing was after he took the mask anyway yeah. Um, so that's why Michael is like, finally, they show him like, kind of like deciding to like shuffle out of his sewer home. Um, but that's it. We don't see him at this point. Um, so yeah, so he, he kills the one girl with the monkey wrench. Um, the other girl is still kind of trapped underneath there. Um, Ronald finally hears what's going on. He takes off his headphones and runs out there. He finds the the kid because the kid's banging on the window. Um, so he, he gives the kid a gun immediately. Like, I don't know why like he didn't even know this person he's like here's a gun <laughs> we're gonna go look for what's going on so he so ronald gets a gun he gives a rifle to the kid um so they go out there he sees the girl trapped under the fence so he goes to try to help her out um and the kid is sitting with the rifle and then he sees uh michael myers appear well what he thinks is michael myers it's really Corey wearing michael myers's outfit um so he goes to shoot him and Ronald stands up to stop him and gets shot right dead center in the forehead. Yeah. Um, and he gets, and he gets killed. Um, and then, so the other, the, the kid kind of walks up to try to save the girl as well. And then he comes up, grabs a gun out of his hand, beats him to death, essentially yeah. with the yep. gun. <sighs> um, and then at that point he decides that he's going to go to, Laurie Strode's house because well they kind of well they cut to showing Allison is like sitting at this restaurant like waiting for him because he said oh we're gonna leave meet me at this restaurant at nine o'clock and then we'll 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 go so she packed up all her stuff and she's waiting to go but he's instead having a murder yeah. party, right so he can't he can't go so he goes back to the house and he sees and we see Laurie is there um, it shows her like you know kind of like you know stacking up her book like she's kind of done and then. Um, you know, closing her, her laptop and then she opens up her safe and she pulls out a gun and she's kind of like, you know, fixing everything to look kind of perfect in this thing. And then she's like, calls the police and says, I want to report a suicide yep. at their house. And then, you know, and then she like puts the gun to her head and then she like kind of cries and pulls it away. But then they kind of cut to, um, to showing Corey, like, or I should say something in the hallway. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they go to the viewpoint of the hallway and then it's like, Boom, you hear the gunshot and then like a big splat of stuff on the wall. And you're like, oh no, she killed herself. So then Corey goes running in the room and she goes, you really thought I would kill myself? And she, yeah, she shot a pumpkin. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, she shot, yeah, she shot the pumpkin. And so he thought it shot her, but no. So she shoots him, I believe, two, twice. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. So yeah, she shot it, shot him twice. He kind of falls over the railing and falls on the floor. 
Um, so she goes down there. Um, and she's like, come on and get me. So she shoots twice more into the wall, I guess, to like show him that the gun is empty yeah. now. And then she throws the gun on the ground. She's like, come on, come at me. And so he's still got his like butcher knife. Yep. Um, who is and this is Michael Myers is like kind of like what aged butcher knife <laughs> that he pulled. I think he took that along with his mask. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah. So they like they kind of struggle and fight um and lori easily wins yep. um and then like he's you know he's kind of like decides at this point that like yo the only way that you know well what, what if, does he if, say if, like, if, 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 if if i can't no have one her, can and you, well you expect him to say then no one can but he basically says if i can't have her and then stabs himself in the throat like immediately there is no completing the sentence he just stabs himself in the throat and you're like oh wow okay and so Lori pulls the knife out of his throat is standing there with a bloody knife in her hand and allison opens because you throat. always pull a knife out of someone's body right exactly yeah and yeah so so of course allison now thinks that uh Lori just attacked um yeah cory right because again, she was telling her, "Oh, you know, I don't like him. You shouldn't date him." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "No, no, we're in love." Blah blah. So now she thinks that Lori went the extra step and just murdered him instead of letting her run off. Correct. Um, so yeah, they're His like grandmother you know, sensed evil. Right? Yeah, grandmother sensed evil or whatever. So Allison, like, I don't know what goes upstairs to cry. I don't know what the hell she does, but she's like still in. I the think house, she's like getting she all her like, shit together. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. She like yeah. But she goes upstairs to. Uh, whatever off camera yeah. <laughs> and then and then yeah then then laurie's all like upset you know about what's going on and then yeah essentially michael actually comes back and goes into the house because apparently he's called by the yeah. mask right and because the mask was there and Corey is now dead and the mask is on the ground so michael comes in sees the mask puts it on laurie sees like the door open so she's like pretty sure that he's there yeah. or you know, something bad is going to happen. And there's like a whole lot of struggle. Um, yeah. Basically, Lori ends up like stabbing both of his hands into like the butcher block. The, yeah. The island. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And then she like takes his mask off and then like slits his throat and he's like still fine. Like he, he pulls his hand away from yep. the knife, like cuts his hand open and like is still trying to reach at him. And then they like, you know, Allison comes down at this point. It's like, oh man, what's going on? And so then, like, she like slices his arm open as well, and there's like blood all over the place. But he's still basically like alive, yep. right? Um, and it takes, yeah, it takes a really like long time <laughs> for him to actually like uh, die or whatever. The cops are all showing. Well, up she slits his th- wrist too. Well, yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah she slit his and throat, the, and then and the when wrist, the daughter yeah. comes to grab yeah. him. Yeah, and then she slices his arm, and there's blood all like it's blood all over the yeah. place. So the cops all come; they all like, "Oh, he's dead" or whatever. And they're just like, "Well, though, no, we need to like end it." So they like they all grab his body. The police and everybody is all okay. The entire this. town comes so out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a funeral procession. The entire town. So they like tie Michael to the roof of their car, and they drive him to the scrapyard, and they like have this weird like body surfing procession. Yep. Where they like bring his body from the car to the scrap yard, but but nobody help. Everybody helps her move the body to the scrapper thing, but Lori is the only one up there. Yeah, and she has to throw his body in by herself. 
Uh, but anyway, she throws his body into the like the, Brother, the yeah. metal scrapper, you know, grinder thing. And like you see his body all like get ground up and his brain flops around yep. and everything. And then he's dead and then the, and then the moves over. Yes. And then she finishes her book. Right, saying that book. the memory of Mike Myers will never live on. And she's writing this in a book that she's going to publish. <laughs> so right. the memory will live on in the memoir. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, let's get into your first thoughts on this. Um, I mean, as I was watching it, um, I mean, I don't know if you want me to wait until like, we get to the lower part to, of this. Yeah, the lower part. Um, I, I was watching it. I was... I mean, I, obviously, I'm surprised at how long it took for Michael to be in the yeah. movie, considering that like he's the only thing that's in all of these movies, except for the third one, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, it took a long time for him to be in the movie, and even though they talk about him all the time, you know, it's he's he's not in it. Um, and the other thing that I thought was was odd was that like every time there's like a positive moment. Every single time, one of these people that are have like these traumas, yeah. right? It's like we're talking Allison, we're talking Lori, we're talking Corey. These people all have traumas in their life, yes. right? Every time they have like something like good or nice or happy happen to them, immediately get fucking like face to face with somebody who's like, you are a terrible shit yep. person. Every single time. Yeah, because it happens to Lori when she's in the grocery store and she's reconnecting with the right. sheriff, and that's when the woman comes yep. up. It's your fault my mom can't talk because she got stabbed in the neck because of your Right, history. and she dragged her poor mother to the store to with that. her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, leave her at yeah. home. <laughs> what are you doing to the yeah. poor lady? Yeah, but then, and, and also, um, you know, like the Corey is like finally, finally coming out of his shell, like after years. It had been like, what, three, three years, years um, for him? And he like, he never goes out. He never does anything. He's like a pariah of the town. He never, you know, he tries to stay away from everybody as possible because they all hate him or he thinks they do. And he finally like has a nice like party moment where he's actually having fun and getting along and, you know, with this, you know, with Allison and, the, you know. Yeah. Everything's going well for him. And then he goes to the bar, bar like, hey, give me a beer. And of course, the person sitting directly next to him is the mom right. of the of the kid that he killed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. There's the, the scene later on with the dad. So where you know, he's like, oh, let me introduce you to somebody. And they, you know, they talk to the dad who's like, oh, yeah, he was a good kid. I liked him a lot. He was great. And then like, you know, uh, I saw him on the side of the road. I went to pull over to talk to him and he had the darkest right. eyes. I knew it wasn't him. It's like, what is it with you people in these eyes? Like, you can't. Well, eyes are the evil, evil eyes are the windows eyes. to the soul. I know. I mean, I they are going back to the yeah. first one. That's what they. Oh. That's what Loomis said in the first one. It was his only excuse for why he didn't like the kid was he has the darkest devil's eyes. Right. Stupid. But uh, anyway, yeah. So there's like, but every time there's any kind of like happy moment, it is immediately shut down. I thought that was yep. just. Uh, kind of oddly convenient writing so where like no one's allowed to be happy yeah. in this world yeah oh i agree yeah uh my first thoughts is this is going to my first thought is me very divisive divisive like halloween three <laughs> yeah. um it is essentially a it's it, it's not a halloween movie it is a 
Romeo and Juliet love story? Uh, yeah, kinda, it's a tragedy. Yeah, it's a tragedy, not a horror movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, the only difference is like Romeo and Juliet is like the two families hated right. each other. And this one is like, at least in the beginning, the two families are fine. It's the rest of the town that hates both right. of them. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tragedy. Yeah. But I mean, the thing that really upset me, though, is like Lori Strode, right? And her family. How can you hate her and blame the shit on her? Yeah. She was attacked and stalked by a guy who did these things to her. She had no part right. in it. Like saying, like, it's your fault that my mom got stabbed in the neck with a fluorescent light bulb. By some maniac because you were yeah. there or he was looking for you like one that's not even true because the only reason that he was there was because the doctor brought right. him there he wasn't even going after her Correct. In the first he just place. wants to go home and two yeah nice victim right. blaming lady i mean jesus it's not her right. fault but yeah i yeah the, the very divisive movie is like I said, it's a tragedy not a horror it's not. It doesn't even feel like a Hollywood right. movie. Well, it does. I'll, be, I'll yeah. get into that. That was the thing I didn't want to get into. Oh, we can get, we can get <laughs> that. There's no rewatches yet. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily right. um, think. I mean, obviously, I have to rewatch it if I watch, you know, the first two of this trilogy. I don't right. necessarily want to. Now I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say. See, th- I'm gonna harken back to um, like some of the Hellraiser yeah. movies, right? Like uh, these. I don't think this movie was originally supposed to be a Halloween movie. I think this movie was originally written or at least originally conceived as just being like a, a weird kind of, like you said, like a horror kind of tragedy. Yeah. Right. Because essentially you take Michael Myers out of this story and it's the same story. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it could have been anything or I think it could have also worked pretty well as like a reboot. Again, this is um, what I, what I, I think I discussed it with you a little briefly earlier is it would work better as a reboot. Like the whole thing of him seeing Michael Myers and like being his like, you know, hands and his power, whatever it is. And Michael Myers guiding him as a mentor could have all been in his head. Yeah. I mean, that could have all been just a, you know, figment of his imagination until Michael Myers showed up and fought Laurie Strode after he was dead up until that point. Michael Myers didn't have to exist in that yeah. world. It could have all been a mental projection of Corey and him like slowly becoming Michael Myers himself by, you know, the coveralls and the mask and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like he could have just become it. Like I said, it's like being as a, like a reboot or like a revival of continuing that story. I think it would have been great. And I think, I think somebody came along later and was like, no, no, no. Michael Myers has to really be in the movie. You can't just have a movie about Michael Myers where he's not really there. And I think that's why it feels so forced at the end. Right. Is because I think this movie was originally written to to move it forward, to take Michael Myers out of it, to move the franchise in a different direction to where the actual Michael Myers isn't the bad guy anymore. It's somebody else, or at least some kind of supernatural force that can take over other people. Well, like a passing of the torch. Right, right. That kind of thing, but instead of like, they they wouldn't allow that to happen. Like, I think whoever is in charge of the franchise or in charge of the the IP is like, no, 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 you can't kill him, or no, you can kill him, but you can't you like have a movie without him. Like, he has to exist for real in the movie. And I think that's why they that's what they did that, and it it really that's why it feels so tacked on because that ending is definitely tacked on. Right, and 
like the ultimate showdown was barely anything. Right. As I'm saying, that was it was tacked on. That was completely added at the last minute. Like that whole thing, it's forced because there's no lead oh. up to it. There's no there's no like energy. There's no emotion. There's no you know anything for that scene because that wasn't what the right. movie was. You know, there's no lead up to it. It just he just shows up because his mask called right. to him. Otherwise, he would have no reason to ever go yeah. there. I don't know. And again, it's it's goofy. Again, I think this was would have been a much much better story if we stuck with the whole Michael Myers is in his head and he became essentially the new Michael Myers, and then the movie should have ended. Where he, you know, if if I can't have her, and then stabbed himself in the neck, yeah. right? <laughs> Lori pulls the bloody knife out of his neck. She opens the door. That's the end of the movie, right? Right. I mean, how what a horrible, <laughs> <laughs> bad ending that would be, right? Because like, yeah, she looks like yeah. the murderer, right? And that's again, that's it's fantastic. At that, I, I thought that would have been a great ending. And at that point, you could have made it like an anthology to where, like, you know, whatever Michael Myers energy takes over other people, and similar stories like this would happen, yeah. right? Doesn't necessarily have to have Laurie Strode in it, but at least the first one having her in it is like the, the passing of the torch right. kind of thing. And I think that would have been a much better movie if they had done that. I really just feel like some suit came in here and was like, no, 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 we need to have Michael Myers in this movie. We need to have the showdown. And they're like, what, you want to just add it to the end of the movie? He's like, yeah, right. go ahead. And that's what they did. And that's why it hurts so much yeah. to watch. Lore-wise, lore it, it really heck harken back to the curse of Michael Myers. Like he was able to, that evil force was moving, as you were saying, into Corey. And it, right. like the locking of the eyes, it almost felt like it was a moment of like, he touched the thorn tattoo. It really felt like that, that they had that connection, that that was going to be his legacy. He was going to be passing down to Corey. Um, right. Yeah, I just I just feel like the original script of this movie was probably yeah. good. Uh, and I think that the this added ending and the goofy stuff they had to stuff in there. Right. I, I think ruined the ending. Now, do you think this was as close to as a Michael Myerless Halloween as we got with like Halloween three? Like this was the idea of it moving to anthology after this point? Um, yeah, but I mean, this would have been a different kind of anthology to where like Halloween three, they just wanted to have an anthology of like the the theme just being Halloween in general. Right. right? Um, and I think in this one, they wanted to be like, it's an anthology theme of like the Michael Myers energy at least. Right. But it's like, but it's different people, different stories, different situations. Yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting if they did that, but instead they had to like stuff actual Michael Myers in here. Well, Let's go into the lore of what happens next. We know the franchise what happens next. After we that? know, we know the franchise is never going to stay dead. Correct. And we discussed before before you watch these, like you know the 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 contract said they couldn't kill Michael Myers. They did right. So, well, that was that was the con. Without well, as far as I only read, that was the contract in. Uh, in the in H two O and um, okay. Resurrection, they weren't allowed but, to kill him. You know, with with Corey being dead, had he stayed alive, then we could have done the passing the torch, and it's not Michael Myers; it's the evil entity that exists. You can go deeper in the lore, and him killing, being you know, smushed to nothing, 
would have made more sense and it wasn't the end the end of that embodiment of evil but the next one still exists well we could just do like a child's play three where we could just like all of his like guts get made into a car <laughs> and then it's an evil michael myers now, car. Do you, do, would you be mad if the next one they do a resurrection pull and they're saying it wasn't him but that wasn't the real yeah. michael myers I mean, that would be disingenuous because they said it was. Like, Laurie Strode looked yeah. at his maskless face and said, this is him. Everyone else in the town did, too. So, so I mean, again, I don't think I don't see how they could be fooled. If, the, if he had his mask on the whole time, sure, maybe. But no, like, they, they took his mask off. They were looking at his right. face. And in that universe, everybody else had seen his face. It's just we as the audience right. have not because they wanted to keep it a mystery. But they've all seen his face on the news and stuff. They all know what he looks like. So I don't think they could have. Again, what I think they're going to do moving forward is they're probably just going to reboot right. it again. Um, then the next time, I don't think they're going to start with one being canon. I think they're just going to start over from the beginning. Yeah. Is what I think they're going to do. So, like, I mean, well, the only one that's done that so far in all of these 13 movies is, uh, is, is Rob yeah. Zombie. Is he, like, totally redid the first one? I think they're going to do that again. Okay. Do you think? Do you think? I don't think. think, I don't think Rob do you think it'll be a remake. Yes, with Laurie Strode or new side characters. So Laurie Strode. So um, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't I'm have Laurie say, Strode, we don't ever have to worry about Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Right, and I don't think I don't think she wants no. to do it anymore. I mean, she's. I mean, she's getting yeah. up there, but I don't. I just don't think she wants. I mean, she's been in. I was just. I was thinking about it. She's in seven out of the thirteen movies. Seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> because she's technically the voice in Halloween 3, so we'll count that as half. Yeah. But yeah, she's in more of them than she's yeah. not. All right. But yeah, she's kind of the face of that franchise. So if, if you really want to reboot if it, you, yeah, you're going to have to reboot if you it. Move you're pa- to yeah, if you want to move past Laurie Strode, and if you want to move past Jamie Lee Curtis, you have to move past Laurie Strode. Just like Correct. in Evil Dead, Evil Arises, there's no Ash. Or, you know, the reboot of 2013, there was no Ash. Is the same universe. Right. But you want to get, get past Bruce Campbell's Ash, that's how you do it. You don't have that character anymore. It's a new story right. in the same world. Or maybe they can go to anthology. I'd like them to do anthology. That the Michael Myers saga I mean, is dead. Done. I... I mean, yeah, it'd be great. And if they, if they let Halloween ends end when it should yeah. have, they could have done that. But I think the way that they ended it, I don't think they can keep going with this no. storyline. I think they're going to have to come up with a new one. And that's why I think they're going to totally reboot it. Because, again, they've done the whole thing where, like, oh, the first one's canon or the first two are canon. And we're just going to kind of restart our timeline from yeah. there. They've done that already. They've done that twice right. already. Unless we, so unless I we get I, uh, somehow... Michael Myers has returned from the Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, let's have J.J. Abrams do it. He'll, he'll solve all the problems. It'll be left. in Fortnite. How Michael Myers can right. <laughs> oh, Yeah. All right. Let's get into, uh, let's get into the highlights. Uh, mm-hmm. Highlights for me? Uh, mm. <laughs> I really don't like this movie. Oh. <laughs> 
I guess the highlights would be, you would have to say Corey. And the, the, the idea of the passing of the torch just wasn't executed well enough. That would be my highlight. Yeah, again, as I said before, I mean, that's pretty much what I would say is, too, is is that uh, Corey, the story of him, like, you know, kind of descending into madness, right? Because that's essentially what this is. I mean, that that story is pretty good. Again, even if the Michael Myers element is there, but it's there as an element where it's in his head. And again, up until the point where, you know, Michael Myers comes back for real and picks the mask up off the floor in Lori's house. Up until that point, I like the movie. I think it's a great movie. But once that thing happens, it just it, it just kind of blew all the credibility that it made in its well, head. You know, just right. just it, it, gone. So I would say the highlight is the movie before that <laughs> well, point. Yeah. Okay. To your point though, it is Hellraiser. Like the Hellraiser stuff that wasn't Hellraiser, like the descent and the madness, and we could have seen the origins of a new evil. It would have been good, yeah. Right. So that my highlights, the highlights, Corey, his 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 path. Yeah, but I yeah, and like I said, I I agree with that as being the highlight. Is I like that story. I think it's I think it was well done. I think it was it was well acted. Everything was pretty good up until that point. Um, I have some issues with Lori, but and Allison. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, not really Allison. I mean, that's. That that's sort of that, I mean that's forgivable as an offense. But, I mean, Lori, I think there's some stuff there that I don't like. I mean, because uh, well, we're still on highlights. Yeah. Now, so, so. Oh, well, let's get. In, uh, you have any other highlights though, other than okay? No. So let's get into low points. <laughs> no, you, go not. into your low points then. Low points is again just the personification of Lori. I know this is like so many low points in most of these movies. Um, you can't go from being a crazy prepper to being like a homebody in four years like that. Well, it just, yes. there's, there's, she's never yes. ever going to get rid, especially since th- the last one ended on such an open note. He killed her right. daughter. He, he upped it up, man. He like stepped it up and he hasn't been caught. Why would she just give up? Right. She's like, Oh yeah, whatever. I don't need my compound anymore. I'm just going to buy a house in the middle of the town. Don't lock any of my yeah. doors. Get rid of all my guns. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you right. do that? That's that's that was my argument for this movie. I was going to say the same exact fucking thing. She's three. Her friends died forty years ago. She's insane. Dozens of people died, and her daughter, and she's okay. <laughs> well, I think the biggest part. I don't. I don't think she really cares about the rest of those people because most of the people that she cared about were okay, except for her daughter. But I mean, is her daughter being murdered and then Michael Myers disappearing? Um, I mean, that I don't think that's for, I mean, that's, there's no, no way I understand that she would might want to, um, put like a, a front of being more stable because now she's like the caretaker of her yeah. granddaughter. So I mistakes of her past at getting her daughter taken away by pushing on it too hard. I, I get that she wouldn't push that hard on her, but there is no way in hell that she would just give up and be no. a homebody and start leaving her no. doors unlocked. And then the only gun in the house is this little rinky dink 38 that's in a safe upstairs. No, no, she went, she would have, she would have taught Allison how to fight. She would have taught Allison how to shoot. She would have kept up with that shit. She would have still had, you know, traps or, or, you know, whatever lights or something, something to protect herself. And she had nothing. How do you go from being crazy for 40 years 
and then your daughter gets murdered and you just don't care right. anymore? The stakes were she went through more trauma in 2018 right. than she did in 1978. Right. Right. And like those, oh, I'm just going to forget yeah. about it. I'm just going to forget it. If, if, okay, if Michael Myers had been dead at the end of the second one, right. okay, I will, I will totally agree with you. I would totally say that's fine. I get why she would want to move on with her yeah. life. You know, she wants to provide a stable home for her granddaughter. She wants to move on with her life. She finally saw the light. I get that. But the fact that he was never caught, did not die, and murdered her daughter before he disappeared. Yeah. There's, I just, I, there's no. no way in hell. There's no, no. way in hell that, that would happen. Not at all. And, yeah. But again, I mean, she was still fairly strong in this movie. I mean, obviously she saw Corey's, you know, I mean, the bullshit about the dark eyes or whatever, but she knew that he was bad and she was working out for yeah. her granddaughter, you know, but she was a strong character. It wasn't bad. I'm just saying that they took a lot of that strength that should have been amplified, but instead they just kind of toned it down. Well, I also feel that Allison should have had strength too. She should have, she, her, both her parents got killed and right. you know, by her grandmother's evil. And she's so blindly in love that she doesn't see the same evil that took her parents four years prior. I don't, that doesn't make any sense why she would do that in my head. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, let, let's just totally forget about it. Again, if Michael Myers died at the end of right. the second one, I, yeah, these are forgettable things. But because he did not, it doesn't right. make sense. It's a huge plot. And point. also, the, they didn't seem to know what to do with Kyle Richards in this movie, other than her be a bartender. Big yeah. part. And then now right. here's her 30 second cameo. But, right. Essentially, yeah. And she likes tarot. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that that whole thing, and then I will also tack on just the ending standoff fight. I thought was completely yes. pointless and just out of place. Yeah, sorry, low points yeah. over. Go ahead. So let's get into butcher knives. You can. Uh, I will. I'll go first. I, I after I watched this with with the wife, I had a debate in my head. What was the worst Halloween movie? Was it this or Resurrection or Halloween Two by Rob Zombie? <laughs> it's that low for me. Um, I, 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 I'm going down to a two <laughs> for Butcher Knives. Right? I don't like it, and that that's fair. You don't have to like yeah. it. Um. Okay. For me, I will give this one. Five butcher knives out of ten, because I think before that tacked on fight at the end, it was a pretty decent movie. That tacked on fight at the end takes off multiple points. That's why it's down to five. But I think up until that point, it was a good, fun movie. I think that would have been a good, you know, revival kind of, you know, version of this story to like end it on a different note. It would be like, you know, Halloween ends at least the Michael Myers, you know, the saga would be here, yeah. right? You know, as and it wouldn't have made sense, I guess, because um, he didn't die at the end of the second one. So it, would, it doesn't make sense that he's just not there. I mean, I think there might be a uh, these aren't numbered. So maybe they could have like a Halloween something else that's in between these two to explain why he's the way. he. Yeah, um, maybe that would be better. But I mean, the, with the tacked on ending, they ruined. Oh, yeah, it. I think, again, that tacked on ending 
really just really oh, yeah. hurt it. And but other than that, I would say it was a it was a decent. Oh, so it's a tragedy, but yeah. yeah. But I said overall, is it a Halloween movie? No, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're going for the whole like you know revival kind of thing. But I would say as a whole, just looking at the movie, yeah, five. So um, you know, be, be, I didn't want to read any reviews or anything like that before we did this. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, but did something did come up and I think would have been a better ending that David Gordon Green said he wrote, but didn't shoot. Are you ready for it? I don't know if you saw yeah. it. I don't know if you looked at anything. I did not. Okay. did not see it. He said that one ending he wrote was a post credit scene was the silver shamrock manufacturing process plant that made the mask we know their canon was going to start producing michael myers masks off the assembly line and that would have been better to with the out the michael myers with the passing passing of it uh would have been better i think no would have been better if they showed michael myers's guts being put into like the metal <laughs> that makes the mold for the masks or, or something <sighs> like that to show like his essence somehow ends up in the it, mask it, or something. It mixes that would in with okay. Chucky's melted plastic and they redo it. Right. <laughs> they they yes. merge them but together. But I'm saying something like that. <laughs> right. Something like that. Sure. I get it. But like, again, that tacked on ending ruined that. It, it really did. Like, if you wanted to say in this movie that like the mask itself is what made Corey yeah. evil, like that's might be possible right. too. And, but that was, you know, you could just move forward exactly, with an evil mask. That's fine. Exactly. The passing of the torch, the evil transfers. Right. And then they have these masks that we have all these potential new Michael Myers. That would have been a far better right. ending. And I know there's petitions like to I reshoot said, the stupid movie. And I don't agree with that. It is what it is, but I would, I want to see that ending. I want to have that set up. Okay, well, all you need to do to make this movie better is after he, after Laurie pulls the knife out of his throat <laughs> and Allison opens the door and goes, what the hell is this? Shut yeah. it off. Yep. Right there. And it's a yeah. much better movie. So it could have been, it could have been the Halloween 3 with no Michael Myers, essentially. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, theory time? Uh, I mean, yeah, my my only real theory is with the third one is the whole uh, like I don't I didn't think Michael was actually a real physical character until they forced me to believe <laughs> it at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it's other than that, it's I mean, it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I don't believe that that one doctor. I mean, again, I've, I've already all my gripes that I have, I've already went over. Now, if in, in this in this timeline. We only have one of yeah. these three. Who was a worse doctor? Ah, <laughs> uh, you have to you have to skip two through six, seven, and eight at these elements of what we know of Doctor Loomis at this time, and the other doctor who was the worst doctor now. Oh, in this timeline, um, it would be Doctor right. Satar or whatever, because at least Loomis. You know, at that point, yeah, he shot him six times and then they found him and arrested yep. him, right? So yeah, he survived getting shot six times, but that's not that's not all that crazy. I mean, people have gotten shot more times and survived. Um 
But yeah, I mean, at least he went back to being a doctor. And it seems like he made a name for himself because other people were trying to study right. under him. Right. Which means that he wasn't just, you know, pushed off to the side in a little uh, you know, hole in the wall right. somewhere. No, like he was an actual doctor that did good work after that. And that's why people want to, you know, research his work or, um, you know, look at stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously he was a decent doctor. This other guy just seems like. I don't know what's wrong with him, but like he didn't do much when no. he was there. He was like, he didn't really care that those podcasters were like intentionally trying to like aggravate his patient. Right. At it's all. almost like he wanted it. Yeah. And then when he, had, right. And then when he had the opportunity to, he like tried to murder a cop to go try to see what would happen when he met up with Lori. Right. The cop that stopped Loomis from ending Michael Myers, probably in 1978. Cause Loomis right. realized that's why he was asking, yeah. did he kill again? For at the at that time fourth victim, right? So he right. wanted yeah. to end it then. Right. Yeah. Well, that would have been the yeah. I mean right. fifth, but fourth that they know about. So right. <clears throat> you ready to get into my 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 theory? Yeah, go for it. Um. <laughs> so I'm still going with Laurie Strode's a shitty mom. <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, because. You know, her daughter was taken away at 12. It's right. Right. You know, so obviously age wise character, you know, Judy Greer is older than the character because she has to be less than 40. Right. Correct. Um, so we she's she loses her at 12. Now, who's to say? That she also didn't have a son and a daughter in the same time frame with three different guys. And therefore, all canon, except somehow she, Josh Hartner being the youngest one, she was able to keep for whatever reason. Right. Um, and so I still think I, I, I am the mindset that 40, especially with this Halloween ends. That more had to have happened for her to become the prepper she did in 40 years. And the town, 40 years ago, you know, three, now three, then four, now in this timeline, people getting killed. I don't believe the animosity would exist for the terror of 40 years. You know what I mean? Like, if all these other events happened, yes, the town would be as angry as they were at least number two happening, maybe four and five. Well, I mean, like in this, in this trilogy, they explicitly show that different things happened than what happened in Halloween two. Like they don't just suggest them. They literally show you. Doesn't mean Michael Myers couldn't have escaped after he got arrested though. Oh, it does. Cause they said, I'm just saying that that it could be one timeline. (laughs) It didn't have to be separate times. It could have been one timeline. And that wait, what? All of it yeah. is one timeline? I mean, Silver Shamrock exists. So we Well, I mean okay. So like I mean I get like three could have. I mean I get that. I'm just saying, like in this one, two and this trilogy can't exist in the same universe. If they didn't do that flashback, it could have. If they did, if they if they oh, didn't retroactively sure. throw in a fifth victim, 
it easily would have could have fit into the timeline. Oh, I mean, it would have been a it would have been a sloppy fit, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you could you could definitely fit that in there, but because you know, because again, you don't know her history of her children or what's going yeah. on or or why certain children wouldn't know about other children. I mean, yeah, that's sure, all that stuff, yeah. I get it, but. They explicitly show different events happening in this than they do in two. So therefore, at, at the very least, Halloween two can't exist in the same universe as as this trilogy. But without Halloween two, four, five, and six can't happen either. Uh, yeah, because you get the you get the whole explosion and you get the whole uh, that whole right. fucking thing, and it's mentioned in all those other yeah. movies. Which means they're all in the two timeline, which means they can't be in the same timeline as this new trilogy either. So without that flashback, yeah. sure. Because they all technically happen in different time frames. So yeah, they, we could jump around to different things. And then, you know, we'd have to come up with excuses to why they never discuss other right. events of things that would have happened. And you know, they say that she's been here for forty years. We're like, okay, well, what about the year she was in right. California? Well maybe she you know, I mean, well, I mean she, like that. she could but, go you know, I've been prepping and I tried to run away and didn't do anything. No, yeah, I mean, all of these things can be explained away. Like I said, some of them kind of sloppily, but there's no like contradicting yeah. stuff. I would say up until, um, well, it would essentially be well, kind of in the first one in this trilogy because they did they do say that he killed five people, right? But she said um, she said def- three. Definitely, but the thing there was inconsistency. Well, One said five, she said three. Well, they said five people, three teenagers. Both can yeah. be true. Um, but I'm saying like, but you could you can get around that for the first one. I can see that, but the second one you you literally can't because they yeah. show flashbacks of different events happening. Yeah. So yeah, up uh, so everything except for kills and ends could happen in the same time. Yeah, I mean, we could even said that Marion survived somehow in H two O. Unlikely, but uh, yeah, possible. Yeah, highly unlikely, but possible. Yeah. I don't think they showed her like definitively getting killed. They showed her getting stabbed, but I don't think they showed her yeah. dying. So, like I said, so, and, yeah. yeah, obviously, you know, with. Lori could survive that ten foot fall into the comfy trees to survive. <laughs> yes, easily. That one, yes, I will easily give you. I'm not going to hold you to that death because that was the lamest, right? Like death I've ever seen. I was like, again, I was not. I was like, that's right. She's not dead. Like, there's no way that's a death. And I was expecting it to open on her somewhere else, like having you know pretended she was dead or you know having right. a different name. But no, that was yeah. Like, but we that caught that a- one scene, and it's. As far as timelines are concerned, it can be easily as shitty and sloppily put together as other franchises that exist and been fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I am not saying that this would even even with those rules, it would not be the sloppiest no. timeline in existence. No. Uh, I'm just saying that explicitly can't have two. And then, like I said, kills and ends cannot exist in the right. same universe. But like I said the first one. Sure. You know, without the inconsistencies and how sloppy they were about it. Yeah, sure. I'll give you the, the 2018 Halloween could still exist in the same yeah. timeline. But yeah, kills and ends cannot. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean, just cut off a five minute scene and we're good. Good. <laughs> yeah, so. essentially. All right. So now that you've watched, let's just get final thoughts as a franchise as a whole. 
I know you hadn't seen most mm-hmm. of these because this isn't your right favorite franchise. Do you have different thoughts on it? Do you like it? The idea of it worse more after seeing thirteen of them now? Um, I think okay. Here's the the main thing that I got out of watching all of these is I think I am even more justified <laughs> now in saying that Rob Zombie's movies were good. <laughs> Okay, because at that time when I watched those, I had not watched all the rest of them, and everybody kept telling me, "Oh, well, they you know, they ruined the the story or blah, you know, all that other kind of bullshit." But now, if I were, I wish I would have watched four, five, and six at that time. I wish I would even watched H two O and Resurrection at that time, and I would have been like, you know, literally holding up my hand with this list of crap <laughs> movies that are in this time. I'd be like, "Really? It's better than these?" You know? I mean, again, as I, I mean, I really think I'm. I'm you know, adamant on, on it being those are being good. I'm not they're not the best. I would say the original one is still the best, but I would say right under the original one would be the Rob Zombie ones. I okay. think they're really good. Um but I mean other than that, uh I think like I said, I think the first one of the this last trilogy was really good. Yeah, I feel like it's a good return to form. Yeah. It was it was it was a good movie, you know I mean it was was done well like i said you know it had some interesting cool stuff there um but yeah i mean the second one just upset me and i did not like it <laughs> um the third one i did like until yeah. the you know stupid parts that i don't think should be there whatever so okay so what is your of the four timelines as we call them right what uh-huh. is your favorite timeline um it will be the timeline that the everybody loves timeline? to hate <laughs> Uh, yeah, the bastard timeline. Um, like again, as I, I like the Rob Zombie ones a lot, and I really like three. I think it's, I think it got an unfair hatred at the time. I think it, it got the same hatred that the Rob Zombie ones did. Um, for, for I mean, different reasons, but the same, that same nerd yeah. hatred, right? Of like you know, horror nerds saying this isn't what I expected it to be. Um, so I would say if I had yeah. to pick one, I would do that. I would say the first one because obviously the first one is the highest rated one yeah. of all these, right? But like the rest of that Thorn timeline really drags it down, you know. I mean, it's got a the ball and chain around its yeah. legs of, of four, five, and six of like, come on. Yeah, um, I, I'll um, go with the first Laurie Strode timeline. Yeah, that's just that would be my yeah. second favorite. Um, so what is your? I mean, you're gonna probably say Rob Zombie is. You probably Rob Zombie is the best <laughs> sister one and two movie. That you have to watch together, or do you think one and um, original Halloween one and two? Well, okay, I, I will say yes because they're the only ones that are explicitly coupled together. Because, um, you know, we have a whole trilogy here that ignores the second one from happening, you know what I mean? So, like, obviously, you don't need to watch the second one with that one because if you're on a different timeline, you right. don't have to. So, I mean, I guess that would be the only reason why, I'm not, just because you know. They these the, these franchise the, the whole timeline as a whole people ever like ignored certain right. movies so the only one that can't be ignored completely is uh, the Rob Zombie ones because obviously you can ignore the first one completely if you just watch the Rob right. Zombie ones but like the only ones that cannot be ignored is the Rob Zombie ones if you just watch those you have to watch them together no, none of the other ones can take its okay. place. Do you feel like you would rewatch? this franchise as a whole again or when the next one comes out and then we just go hey listen to these podcasts and we'll just do this one off as they come 
Um, uh, I mean, it depends on how long it's going to be. Um, I mean, as a whole, would I rewatch the whole franchise? Probably not. I mean, like, there's a lot of, I mean, like, one and yeah. two, good. Rewatch those. Um, Rob Zombie ones, good. Three, good. Uh, the first one of this, fran- the last franchise, those are good. I would rewatch those, you know, but like the rest of those, I would need a reason. All right. So, <laughs> final question then. Uh, as this yeah. is only, the, we're not counting the Predator franchise. Uh, but if we're talking mm-hmm. horror movie franchises, what was better, this or Hellraiser? Hellraiser. As a whole. Okay. As a whole. <laughs> you know my answer is <laughs> Halloween. I mean, Hellraiser, Hellraiser, yeah, Hellraiser has some bad movies, don't get me wrong, but it has some great movies that, that balance it out. Now, this one has some good movies in here, too, but there's a lot of stinkers in it that drag so you it think? Out. You think, we'll have to, well, we're going to do a spreadsheet of our scores. Okay, well, I was going to say, okay, and to me, the ones that mm-hmm. I don't like, 4, 5, 6, H2O, Resurrection, Kills, Ends. Okay. That's seven. That's the most, of, <laughs> that's more than half of, of this, of, of this t- of franchise are ones that I don't like. This is better than... Now, Hellraiser, they're ones that I don't like, but there are more that this I like. better than, than Jeepers Creepers franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. We struggled bust through two of those. Yeah, I know. That's that was that's rough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Jeepers Creepers still has Reborn has our lowest score. So you know. Well, I mean, as I don't deserves. think we're gonna find anything lower. So <laughs> I said, don't say don't don't say never, man. I mean, I happen. still like the Halloween franchise a lot. Um, yes, there's definitely down notes of this being six resurrection and yeah part of kills and part of ends <laughs> but i don't i don't think it's going to be something i'm not going to continue to love uh, i just i just want to see what the next thing is i'm excited for the next thing and hopefully we get our anthology because this is never as long as it makes money this is never going to die no, and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that these last trilogies have been big enough to where. Oh, absolutely. Money, or at least made it to the point. I mean, because ends they released in theaters. Yeah. Right. So if it's still if it's still big enough to be released in theaters, they're at least going to have a follow up that's a direct to video at the very least. I mean, every this is the only franchise I believe where every movie has been in theaters. Okay, that's fair. Well. No, all the Friday thirteenth were too. All the Nightmare yeah. on Streets. Oh, okay, well, this is the first franchise that we've watched that we reviewed that all of them. Have been. <laughs> okay, so. that's fair. All right, so why don't you take us out? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for our next podcast. We'll be discussing the VHS franchise, uh, including the new VHS ninety nine, which comes out on October twentieth. Yeah, already yep. did come out. Came out on October twentieth. Yeah. Um, so we'll be watching the five, how many? Yeah. There's five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be that's what VHS VHS, VHS two, viral VHS viral and then VHS ninety four ninety five ninety yeah ninety something yeah. Ninety four, <laughs> and then another new one is ninety nine. Yep. So yeah, um, 
So yeah, that'll be uh, next episode. Uh, Until then, this is Salem saying long live the new flesh. Graveyard saying have you checked on the children?